Are you ready? Ready? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Recording in progress. Oh, recording. In progress. Good. In progress. <laughs> Good hello. Good hello. Good hello to you. Good hello to you. Good hello to you, our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Hashtag Uncensored. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, No Better Nina. It is, uh, we're just about through the first week of October. Does it feel like October to you? It doesn't feel Uh, like, it feels like it still should be August. Right. It feels like, I don't really know. September Mm -hmm. didn't exist. It doesn't really feel like October, but it doesn't really feel like September. It feels like we should still be in August. <laughs> you know what it feels like, too? It feels like the anticipation of the coming fourth wave didn't feel like a fourth wave. It's but gone. we're in it. Are we? No, nah, it doesn't feel like we are. I mean, things are slowly opening up and, you know, these vaccine passports are coming. So it's like, but I I mean, not, not that I've been keeping a steady track of the numbers, but they don't seem crazy. They keep projecting that it could go higher, but uh, I think they don't seem crazy. I think they're always going to give worst case scenarios for what they think might happen because better to do that and the numbers don't reach those numbers. But yeah. I think or we are maybe. in our well. I think we are in our fourth wave, but it's like um, we've been managing it so well so far, and we've got good vaccination rates and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I think overall, everyone's experiencing experiencing a fourth wave, and look at what's happening in Alberta. It's like a shit show over there. It sure is. We or can smell it. Maybe, we can smell it all the way over here too. <laughs> maybe the numbers will suspiciously go up after Thanksgiving. Well, that happened last year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but wow. that you don't. Okay, but why does it go up after Thanksgiving? Mm, I don't know. You know why? Because of black people. Yeah. Is that where they're gonna blame? They're gonna. I don't know. They're gonna Do blame the immigrants. Give this. Give the serious answer, though. Do you know why it goes up after Thanksgiving? It's pretty people obvious. Hang out. Exactly. People exactly. And I saw a whole bunch of articles this week. I don't think we're gonna talk about it, but talking about. What should you do if you're going to have unvaccinated guests come over? We'll How- have Thanksgiving dinner outside from what I saw. Is that <laughs> what you saw for the advice? I saw MCP24. It said, if you're going to have unvaccinated people or young children, do your dinner outside. Who's going to? Oh, yeah, I heard something like that. Would you do? Do you do you guys like eating outdoors? No, no. I only started doing it because of the vac- because of when COVID, with the patios only being open, that's when I started doing it. Oh no, but, 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 but I do. I know. I, I do. I don't mind it, but definitely not like it. I don't like street eating outside. I never like eating on patios. Never. Yeah, not, not, I not prefer indoors. Yeah, I, it's just I feel like anything can fly into your food at any given second. So it's like people are know. walking by, breathing, cars are driving by. You don't get by. to focus on the food. You have to focus on oh, I'm too hot or oh, I'm too cold or oh, I'm getting wet from the brain. Or like, right. Sounds like sounds like we're all in agreement. Yeah, but and so you, but have you seen with the pandemic some of the way they set people up on patios? It's all they're like literally sitting on the street. They've yeah made yeah. a whole yeah. lane for them to create a patio space. And I see people you know sitting on those things, and I'm like, is that enjoyable for you? Yeah. You know what? I will say, though, I appreciate the, uh, the, the ability to be able to allow restaurants to do that is an important, nope. you know, in being able to facilitate that. I, again, like, I'm like you. I don't, pers- I would, I don't think I would uh, enjoy it. I would go, obviously, if, if I was invited, but it would never be my idea. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine how that is. You're eating dinner, and there's cars literally driving right past you. 
while you're sitting out there on the street. Well, you're pretty protected. You're pretty protected. How are you, you can... if a car just crashes through there? I don't think you're that protected. Well, I didn't think that's of that. At, that's, at, that's anywhere. That's at an, you could, I was just thinking about like at, fumes at and just noise and just like it's just not a, a nice environment for eating a meal, I don't think. so. But I didn't think of cars <sighs> crashing into the... Um, <sighs> I thought of that immediately when I saw them on the lane. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Wow. Well, anyway, uh, good hello to you, our listeners, ladies and gentlemen. This is obviously hashtag uncensored podcast version. We are just uh, getting warmed up for our radio recording. We've got a lot to discuss uh, on the show today uh, from TikTok uh, trends. Are they, you know, is TikTok responsible for some of these outlandish, like the crate challenge and the the soap? What is it? The Tide Pod Eating Challenge and what else? What else are we going to talk about? Have you Facebook? Have you heard about all those those challenges now, like the Benadryl challenge? Yep. And stuff. There's yep. a Benadryl challenge. No, I have not. I have not been keeping up to speed on the challenges. What about the blackout challenge? Have you heard of that? Yeah. Is that something about who can hold their breath the longest until they black out? Something like that. Yeah. Oh Lord, I didn't even know. I guessed that. I guessed that. <laughs> you serious? That's that's a real challenge. Some kids um, died doing it. I'm furious. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so we'll probably touch a little bit <laughs> on that during the show. We're also going to talk about this uh, Sage Steel from ESPN. Mm, mm, uh, interesting, mm. uh, interesting story there. She pissed uh, off Black Twitter. <laughs> she already's got to cover that in. Uh, politics as usual nina's got some music news what you got going on in the uh, music news, nina? um some new venture business venture kanye is going into there wasn't a lot for music this week honestly new yeah. business venture kanye is going into a new versus battle some drama mm-hmm. with lizzo akon's uh controversial topics on our Ke- i mean to, uh, opinion on r kelly and yeah, yeah. I wonder. Did, I wonder if Chuck D got any backlash for what he said about. Um... Of course, of yeah, co- he actually of apologized. He apologized. Yeah. We have to talk about that in music news. Okay, <laughs> I don't have a lot of information on it. I just. It's okay. Just the fact that he apologized. What he said is not a reason to apologize for. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. I wonder what he's apologizing for, but we'll see if we can cover that. And then we got, of course, Black-owned Spotlight, hashtag sports, where I get my weekly updates on sports so I can go speak to other sports uh, enthusiasts. I already know about pretend. all that stuff before we talk about it. Because you follow sports so closely. Yeah, so yeah. I know about all of it. Great. Oh. So and it then, should be a riveting conversation then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very engaging. <laughs> and then, of course, we got No Better Take. Nina, what's what's the question for No Better Take? What's No Better Take? Uh, uh, today's No Better Take? Oh, no, no, don't save it. I want to be surprised when we get to it. Something about relationships again. Oh, yeah, probably. Shocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I want to um, be surprised when we get to it. Okay. Yeah, it's about gifts and relationships. That's what it is. All right. There you go. All right. Well, that's what we got uh, on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we love your support. You obviously follow us on social media because you're fans and friends of the show at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram. We post content that we think that is engaging and relevant to the conversations being had today. I think so, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let's see, Reddy Fox. He just say yes. He yeah. was right with me. And he said, ah, then he hedged. Yeah. Just okay. say yes. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it because we're way over time. We got to get into Rock radio. and roll. So right. um, go ahead. Start whenever. Oh, wait. No, you cannot because nope. I got to start my timer. Uh oh. Damn. We were so smooth. It was going so well. Sorry. Right. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> All right. All set.
start. Good morning, good hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your man Solitaire, and you are hearing the sound of my voice. That means you made it to Saturday, October the ninth. It is you are listening to Vibe One Hundred Five, and it is hashtag. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And that means, of course, I got my good friend, my good brethren and sisterin, DJ Ready Fox, and No Better Nina. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Hello. Good, good hello. Yeah, good hello. Nice, Nina. Good hello. <laughs> How y'all feeling this week? Tired. Oh, Nina, you're tired. You're always tired, Nina. I know. This is a reoccurring, <laughs> this is a recurring theme. Is this, is this like new work? Is this new work life, Nina? She's just going to be tired? Like you're. I was always tired before work life, Nina. <laughs> yeah, I think she's still adjusting to adulting. Tired. I wow. think, yeah, adjusting to adulting, no. And just all the rain, bro. The weather is so dark and gloomy. And like, it's just so. Mm. It's yeah. the changing of the season eh? to every season. <laughs> turn. But I don't get oh, to do nap. To I don't. <laughs> I don't get to nap as much as I, I used to. So maybe that's why. Yeah, that's probably true, part of true. it too. Or what about true. you, Solitaire? How was your week? My week was uh, busy as well. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really, you know, getting uh, into the busy season, recording and and working uh, with uh, up and coming students. You know, it's pretty it's a pretty, pretty busy week. And it's exciting because I'm learning a lot of new skills. I'm learning... Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go into all that, but right. it's been good. It's been That's good. good. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been same old, same old for me um, in my routine. Yeah. And it's been yeah. good, like, again, but I agree with Nina. The weather has not been fun. Haven't been a lot of sunshine and stuff. And just makes for gloomy weather, so it puts you in a gloomy mood. So, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with Nina. But I think yeah. it's affecting her more than me. But <laughs> Nina, remember, remember, Scorpio season is upon us. Pretty soon we'll be through this. Uh, what season are we in? Libra season? Who knows? Is that... Is what's this? What's the uh, the the Libra sign? Libra, right. Libra. Oh, right. So uh, that's why for me, it's kind of like the season changing into autumn is a little bit more exciting for me. Right. Just to be fair, yeah. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, of course we have to yeah. shout out our loyal listeners. Um, what you said, <laughs> Nina said. Eh. <laughs> Wait, you're not sold on that? Oh no, no, no! My my internet got delayed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, yo. Hi, hey, where is your supposed to be a Scorpio? Anyway, uh, we appreciate you, our loyal, loyal listeners, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, follow us and continue to follow us and share and share with your friends at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram, where we share content we feel is relevant to the conversations being had in our community, in our city, and should be had uh, around the world. So uh, follow us and share your thoughts with us. You know what I'm saying? Slide in our DMs. We're down with all of that. And, and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to throw over to know better nina for our poll question of the week okay so last week we didn't ask anything because i forgot this week (laughs) honesty is the best policy exactly this week we're asking the next versus battle has been revealed big daddy kane versus krs1 in wow wow yeah i have to i have to like if i wasn't wearing headphones i'd stand up and salute because that is that's important for the culture big one well, I want to know, well, we want to know, because I don't really, it doesn't really <laughs> concern me, but uh, who is your money on? Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, or who is battling? Like, you don't know? So head over to at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter, and in, on Twitter to make your vote count. So we're going to no. talk about this in music news, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so can we just do a quick, well, we won't 
say what our answers are right now, but can we just do a quick time traveling with Nina segment right now? Real quick. <laughs> I already know the answers. So. I, well, I, I need to know. So, <laughs> Solitaire, do you think Nina has heard of Big Daddy Kane? No, absolutely not. Nina? Absolutely not. I've actually heard of him. I've heard of both of them. I just don't. Wow. Like, wow. I don't really know if I know what their songs are. Okay, actually, but... that makes sense. You know what? Okay. No, but you've actually heard of both of them, though. Both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Can I, re- can I revise my answer? No, it's too no, late. Too late. No. All right, fine. Never okay, we're going to okay. talk about that in music news, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for this week's round of headlines according to how hashtag sees it. It's time for Have You Hurts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of quick bites uh, of news. There's a new tool that is helping Ontarians, uh, apparently with iPhones only right now. So are you Samsung or Windows phone? (laughs) Ready. A new tool to easily show their proof of vaccinations. As you know, Ontarians are being required to show proof of vaccination uh, before entering a number of non-essential settings. We're not going to get into the controversy behind that. We're just providing the news, okay? If you are are vaccinated and you're looking for a, a simple way to uh, to show your vaccination status. Uh, status. Yeah. It's a new tool created by a team of Ontario volunteers, uh, including software engineers, healthcare workers, and students. And it's helping residents to add their proof of vaccination to their iPhone, Apple wallets uh, with a few simple steps. The website to go to, if you're interested, is grassroots.vaccine-ontario.ca. Discrimination. well i mean listen you have the power of choice to buy whatever phone you want Uh (laughs) uh-huh so the tool is meant to serve as a solution in the interim between now and october 22nd when the province says a standardized qr system will come into effect uh now just uh interesting to note well important to note that the ministry of finance spokesperson amanda brogan hantold (laughs) i hope i pronounced that right i probably massacred it as usual that's my tradition told yeah. Told CTV uh, News uh, earlier this week that they are building an app and plan to release it as an open source software, but there will remain options for those who do not have access to digital tools like Samsung users. Um, this is discrimination. <laughs> uh, she said, we want to stress that digital first does not mean digital only. On October 22nd, people will have the choice to download the QR code enhanced vaccine certificate, or they can continue to use the print version. Uh, But she also added that you are to be aware that uh, vaccine certificate tools being developed by volunteers uh, strongly, they encourage Ontarians to examine any products, uh, privacy and security policies, and to be cautious of sharing personal data, especially uh, health information. Yeah, I'm going to process that one. (laughs) <laughs> uh nina are you uh are you going to go digital with your vaccine passport i know you're double vaxxed up and you're uh, an iphone user how you like, feeling about that i'm not gonna use this what's the point i just show my picture of my thing anyways it's already on my phone just show the picture of it and i'm like here this is my vaccine oh passport. you took a picture of the of the of the I printed version the fi- yeah i have the file like i just i it was in my email so i just you saved I have it. that like saved in my files on my phone yeah and i just quickly open it and show it and i'm like okay cool so but you got to show that plus a piece of id right yeah right yeah Yeah. but yeah i have a picture of my driver's license too on my phone but Mm. yeah Mm. well that's uh what about you solitaire are you gonna go this route Uh, 
I, yeah, you know what? I, I'm just kind of when it comes to you know vaccine hesitancy. This is my hesitancy, like to to download these these health apps Why? to my phone. I don't know. I don't know. Because you're it's, the you're the type of person that's always willing to be first in line for all the new experimental stuff. You said no, you'd get just like for a... the, no, no, just for the cyborg stuff. And I know that this is a part of it. I know this is a part of it. But it's just you know okay. Anyway. But maybe I will. Maybe I will. I still have my paper. I'm old school. I like bringing you never out cease my to paper. surprise me. Okay, cool. I know, I know, I know. No, I'm probably just being paranoid. I'm just—it's just weird. I'm paranoid for some reasons and in some circumstances. But anyway, so maybe I will. What about? Well, I mean, you can't even get it right now, anyway. But when it becomes available for uh, you, Samsonites, <laughs> right? Uh, would you would you consider getting it yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm doing the same thing that uh, Nina did. I'm just gonna have the one that got emailed to me already. I save that on my phone as well, and just show a piece of ID alongside mm-hmm. of it, like. I don't want to have to download something that's going to have to share more information with some third party when I already have the information on my phone from when I got my vaccination in the first place. So I don't right. seems like it's a waste of effort for them to do all this stuff. But some people, I guess it's a shortcut for them. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. people weren't remember to save the email they got when they got vaccinated. That's possible, mm. I guess. Yeah, Why I would have... you delete that? That's a bit silly. I'd, you never know with people. Yeah, yeah, Nina, you're, you're, in that situation, you're giving a lot of people a lot of credit. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. YouTube is fighting a wave of misinformation on their platform uh, by banning false COVID-19 vaccine claims. This was uh, this is not uh, this week. It was last week that it was announced, but it didn't get to touch on it. And I thought mm. it was important. Okay. And, I, and I'm just wondering, though, uh, do you think that this is uh, going to put a dent in their in their fight? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I think it is too little too late. I, you were asking that before. Um, I don't even see how they can police it in the first place. I know that they flag videos if, if certain <laughs> words are used in it or whatever. They'll probably, yeah. you know, push it down in terms of the algorithms. But it's been, we're going on two years now almost, and they're only just doing this now. So I think it's obvious. Yeah, it's too little too late. What about you, Nina? Yeah, but at the same time, I think that maybe at the time they were still also like trying to weed out what information is actually accurate and what's not because there was so much that was unknown between everybody at a point in time. Mm-hmm. But it could have been done a little bit sooner. But uh, yeah, eh, it's not going to make a difference. I guess they should still do it, though, because why if you have the capability of doing something to help, I guess, the conversation yeah. out there, then do it. But why now? Why why'd they wait till now? See, the thing about it is they're just playing into uh, the what people are saying about them as being censored, you know, and they're they're trying to censor the quote unquote truth. So it's it's going to actually, in my opinion, embolden and have the counter effect for people who are already subscribing to these conspiracy theories. I think it's a little bit too little, too late. So anyway, as of uh, I think uh, what was. Um, I think it was immediately or as of Wednesday, the video sharing platform said it will no longer allow users to baselessly speculate that approved vaccines like the ones given to prevent the flu or measles are dangerous or cause diseases. Uh, the YouTube's latest attempt to stem a tide of mixing, uh, vaccine misinformation comes as countries around the globe struggle to convince a somewhat, vac- a somewhat vaccine hesitant public to accept 
the free immunizations that scientists say will end the COVID-19 pandemic that began 20 months ago. Well, you know what, even with videos too, like the comments on videos, even if the, the video itself has information that's correct, when you mm-hmm. dive into the comments, there's a lot of misinformation there as well too. So I don't think they'd be able to police that either. No, it's a, it's, it's, I don't even know at this point, it's almost like, what do they call it? Pandora's box is open and there's just no, there's no way that uh, they're going to be able to squish what, or no, what is it? You squish the toothpaste out of the tomb tube, you can't get it back inside. Like it's just, it's just a whole mess. But you can still, speak- you still got to fight the good fight if you want to try to keep the conversation as informed as possible. Oh, most you, you definitely. Not, I'm not. I'm not in. I'm no. In no way that I'm suggesting that YouTube says, "Ah, you know what? Let's just uh, roll the dice and see what people <laughs> say. Pick a side." Yeah. You know. No, I can't imagine they do that. Speaking of uh, social media platforms that are having uh, having a bit of a challenging time right now, there is a uh, uh, TikTok. Uh, Nina's favorite platform uh, <laughs> that she uh, posts uh, on every day. Um, no, I don't post on it every day, and don't tell people I have a TikTok because I don't want nobody to find me. Oh, even sorry. though we talked uh, about it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, we did, and some people did find me, can, and I don't like it. I'm making you unfollow me. Can I ask why don't you want people to follow you on TikTok? Because I only like to be my full vulnerable self around certain people. Oh, and so what? Don't you have a private account? Then you can just block people. Make it private. No, it doesn't even make any sense what I'm saying. Okay. I just don't want people who know me in real life to see my TikTok because my TikTok is really just authentically me. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So do, <laughs> do not find uh, Nina on TikTok. All right. She's like, not I'm going to you two find me on TikTok. That I don't care about. It's like <laughs> random people that I don't know in real life, but they know me because they listen to the show. Right. right. Fair enough. Fair yeah? enough. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Now, uh, as uh, synonymous with TikTok is TikTok challenges, and they are continuing to get out of control and dangerous. Uh, the big question uh, being asked now is, should TikTok be accepting the blame for these challenges? Uh, if you haven't heard of TikTok, it's one of the most used and downloaded apps with, uh, with about a billion monthly active users. It has also become home to some of the most viral and dangerous social media challenges. Uh, like the blackout one, challenge, yeah. Blackout challenge. Uh, multiple children have died from this challenge in which participants strangled themselves. <laughs> um, a 15-year-old girl died in August 2020 after taking an excessive amount of over-the-counter allergy medication uh, in the Benadryl challenge. And uh, now uh, schools and teachers are warning parents of a new uh, slap a teacher TikTok challenge. It's, uh, this is, uh, are you familiar? Uh, you guys are obviously familiar with this. These challenges are, I'm assuming. Uh, I, mean, I heard of the slap a teacher one. I never saw nothing like that. And I don't really want to. Um, and I heard of the devious licks challenge because I saw a lot. There was a couple in Toronto too. Where people were stealing. People were doing it in Toronto? Yeah, someone had, I think someone had the Dufferin street sign. Some people had like street signs or like stop well, signs, just like random stuff that is going to be of no use to them. We, we should let people know, though, in case you don't, that the, the Devious Licks challenge is that like it encourages people to vandalize, well, at least kids to vandalize like schools and steal from schools like little items or to like steal like soap dispensers out of the bathroom. Or I think even one person on TikTok stole like a whole toilet out of a bathroom <laughs> as part of this devious looks challenge thing it's it's crazy but i've only seen it in the states that's why i'm surprised to hear it's happening no, in, toronto. Yeah, you know in toronto you know what you know i'm not here's where I, I guess i have to like maybe show my age a little bit but 
before TikTok, even when I was a youth, I remember stealing. Like, well, not me personally, but I remember <laughs> people used to steal steal street signs and all them and all those kind of stuff, yeah. like vandalize uh, the bathroom, like paper towel dispensers all the time. Especially at community, but well, maybe not so much as schools, but community centers. But it just seems like you know, is stupid. But the childhood is, pranks. Yeah, but the thing is, those childhood pranks when you did it, you you didn't want to get caught. You didn't want people to know that you did it. And now today, well, it's well you wanted exact- certain you wanted certain people to know you did it. Otherwise, who's then why do it? But these kids now they're <laughs> sharing it with millions of people for everyone to see them doing this stuff. Yeah, that that's that's the rush of it, right? Yeah. And I guess you know who gets caught. Hey, I mean, I'm I'm not rationalizing it. I'm just try- well, I'm, I'm as I'm trying to rationalize it in my mind, but it's obviously not the the logic that I subscribe to. Um, but I mean, I remember seeing apparently I don't know if it's uh, related to TikTok challenges, but they would have those like, you know, random, like punch someone random on the street challenges or right. something like that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. I guess that's the darker side of it. But um, yeah, this devious licks challenge, I, I don't understand. Now, the question I guess we can kind of stop here and ask is, is TikTok responsible for the adverse, re- you know, circumstances, the results of these challenges is TikTok culpable in the situation. What do you, what do you think, Nina? Nina, since you're a more avid user than Reddit. Um, I think that, I don't think you can necessarily fully blame TikTok because people are going to post what they want to post. And if they don't post it on TikTok, it's going to go on Instagram. If it doesn't go on Instagram, it's going to go on Twitter or Reddit or YouTube or like whatever other platform there is. It's going to go somewhere at the end of the day. And like at the end of the day, like you can only regulate so much of what people are posting like uh, like for example like they already put like these little warnings that like this video may contain uh actions that are dangerous like don't try this at home for like other stuff that's regular like dirt Mm -hmm. biking or something so like Mm -hmm. they can only do so much to stop people from posting certain things like yeah Yeah, and and ready what do you think yeah no i don't blame tiktok at all and i mm-hmm. think even just with the warning labels i think that's as far as they need to go to be honest with you like i've seen these stories too about the devious licks challenge and the slap a teacher challenge which i hope is not a real thing but it seems like it is but people will criticize tiktok to say they're not doing enough to discourage people from right. doing these things and i'm like why should the responsibility lie with tiktok the responsibility lies with these people that choose to do these things like you're your own person to decide whether or not you're going to do these things. I even think right. the the warning label is enough for the most part. Like I know they were getting um, criticized because of the, the milk crate challenge, because people were seriously hurting themselves on that. And I'm like, it's not TikTok's responsibility to tell people don't do these dumb things. <laughs> even though they do, they do tell, absolutely tell people do not try these things. Um, from what I, my, what, what I understand. What do you say? Right? I, I, yeah, I was, you know, I think that, you guys are both hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, I said it again. Oh, you always say it. It's okay. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I would say that, you know, the what TikTok is, is a tool created to engage, uh, you know, people, bring people together or whatever their uh, catchphrase is. And it's just uh, like a hammer. It's created yeah. and how everybody uses it, they're going to find their own creative way to to provide content to it. And ultimately, you know, some people would say, um, you know, I know you're going to touch on the the Facebook a whistleblower talking about how the, you know, these social media platforms use, you know, social engineering or whatever, artificial intelligence to generate. We can know, talk about that right now real quick because it kind of ties into it as well. 
of right, it. But right. I, I feel like Facebook is a little more culpable for some things. Uh, right. Because, the well, you know, this whistleblower that came out this week talking about how Facebook values profits over people for the most part. And they have mm-hmm. specific algorithms that are designed to send negative stuff that's going to anger people because they want the engagement and they want more mm-hmm. people to continue to use it. And they want to, you know, rope more people into using it. And that's been a great way for them to do it, even though they know how harmful it is to people. So mm-hmm. they're aware of how harmful it is to people. You don't need to be educated on how harmful it is to try to walk over a bunch of crates. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. there's no necessary thing for that, whatever. That's not a form of misinformation as far as I'm concerned. But right. with Facebook, that's a different story because it affects like elections and stuff too. Right. And I agree because, I mean, you know, watching a bunch of skateboard videos and you decide to go out and start trying to do these crazy skateboard tricks doesn't make YouTube responsible for you falling and, you know, breaking your shin bone or whatever. So I, yeah, I think it's, it's ultimately, it, and that's a good distinction too. And we'll, we'll touch a little bit more about that story. I'm assuming, right. Ready Fox in uh in uh, politics as usual, but yeah, I mean, it's, especially content, I guess, uh, aggregators uh, like, uh, like Instagram and and TikTok particularly, um, you know, with TikTok being more of a considered to be a safe space, but it's also a space where people are going to, you know, become devious, especially teenagers who are looking for something to do or, you know, people who want to be, you know, are, are more and more, I think I was reading a story where they're interviewing young people in high school, asking them what they want to do for a living. And, you know, a lot of them are talking about being, you know, content creators or online celebrities and yeah. influencer as a career. And it's like, that's just not sustainable. Can, can, <laughs> I, ask, not... can I ask you, Nina, real quick? Because you're the closest to high school out of the three of us, obviously, because <laughs> you're the youngest. So if you were in high school with social media and TikTok and you're seeing these challenges, do you think being a younger kid, less, you know, whatever, a little more wild, so to speak, would you have done stuff like this, like the Devious Licks challenge? <laughs> you would have what did you 100 really, i used to get in trouble at school for doing dumb stuff so oh, okay probably, so yeah okay i probably would have like we did bloody mary at school and like like these things like that you didn't necessarily like have oh like that ouija board stuff like that voodoo stuff yeah like we did bloody mary we did like like there was a lot of silly things that like right. oh we used to have a prank day at my school and like <laughs> Some people took it far. They would put fish in people's lockers and everything. And like, okay. There so wasn't really wouldn't. much social okay. media to post it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we're. I don't know how TikTok is going to deal with this. But at the end of the day, listen, uh, we have to be responsible for the actions and the content that we put up on there. If you don't want it to be uh, flagged, don't put it up. Don't. Um, don't smack teachers, okay? And don't steal <laughs> toilets or whatever it is. Like, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't understand. I'm disgusting I, all the butt germs you're going to get. I, I didn't even understand. Oh, anyway, well, that's all we have time for. What a weird thing to wrap up on. Don't steal toilets from schools, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to pay some bills right about now. That's all we have time for Have You Heard. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing us right now live, you are listening to us on Vibe 105. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah. Uh, um, what's your now? sugar rush story? Oh, you've been waiting for that one. Okay. So last week I brought some, I bought some, I told you, I was like, you know what? Fucking, I'm getting eggos. I'm in, I, I'm in the mood for some, I've earned some eggos, damn it. So I bought some eggos. Okay. And then what, I bought some flavor? syrup. What type of egg? What type of egg goes? The the fluffy, the Belgian style ones. Okay. The bigger ones. 
and I bought some syrup. And you know, they rebranded Aunt Jemima as I can't remember what it's called, some weird yeah. name. It's it's the dumbest name ever. I don't understand how they. Uh, it's so plain. It sounds like it's from like the 1800s. But anyway, so I grabbed the syrup and I'm eating these eggos all week, and I'm like, did they change the recipe? They said these are disgusting. Like what happened? And then this morning I go and I look at the syrup bottle. It's, it's light syrup. (laughs) That's a big, big mistake. Light syrup. It's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of time. I've done that before. I've I've made that mistake. And then you don't realize it until you put it on your, um, on your pancakes. I didn't, I did not pay attention to the watery syrup. It's just like, yeah, I'm like, listen, man, if you're going to drink, if you're going to put liquid sugar on your pancakes, like why go halfway? Why go half ass? Like I, I was so mad. I literally, when I went for a walk, I bought real syrup <laughs> and I just, that's why I had the Eggles. I was like, that's how Eggles is supposed to taste. I was so mad. I wasted that whole box of Eggles experience. That's my sugar rush story. Okay. That's cool. So is the sugar hopefully helping you right now, Solitaire? I, I, do you find I'm low energy? I feel like you're normal right now, okay. like for what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't want to harp on it too much because I know you're burning the candle at both ends. But yeah, I feel like you are a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, we would like to say shout out to our hater, Jay Bertrand, hiding behind a 55 follower account. Thank you oh. for religiously listening to us and giving us listens. Oh, sure. We appreciate the listens. I, I don't know all that mess you were trying to DM to people about, but um, thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> and you don't listen to the podcast. You listen to the clips. So stop hiding behind a fake account and be with your real face. There you go. So that's that's good. I'm glad glad you addressed that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say it in case he does listen. Uh, uh, okay. Well, well moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, um, I guess we can, since we had a little mishap, we can get right back into the show. No? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So th- it's going to be a little shorter for the time-wise, just because I'm going to be inserting the audios um, okay. for when I say, okay, so here's the audio of her saying this so that everyone can hear what she had to say. But then I'll just yeah. like jump right into um, saying, you know, okay, so that's what okay. she had to say about that. Obviously, there's a lot of problems in it, yada, yada, yada. But the quotes are still there as well for us to pick apart what she said right so right. you can see it right okay so you can start solitaire whenever you damn well please <laughs> <laughs> good hello good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the program you are tuned in dialed in and locked in to the greatest conversation on the planet yours truly solitaire dj ready fox no better nina we are hashtag every saturday morning live on vibe 105 from 10 a.m to 12 p.m it is uh time uh ladies and gentlemen for me to p- pass the baton over to my brethren uh ready fox for him to conduct the ceremonies <laughs> on politics as usual oh. what is on the agenda this week my friend oh thank you so much for such a nice introduction um i've been practicing i've been practicing i think we're going to spend the majority of the time this week talking about ESPN's Sage Steele. I don't know if you saw this story or not, but it got a lot of traction this week. She was trending because she basically really put her foot in her mouth. She was a guest on a podcast with a former NFL player, um, Jay Cutler. So um, we're going to talk about that. She she hit all the good stuff in this <laughs> podcast. She talks about misogyny, Me Too type stuff, racism. <laughs> And vaccination mandates, it's all in there. 
So oh, she just, got it in. Yeah, she got it all in. So we're probably going to spend the majority talking about that. But some of the other big stories that happened this week um, that we might touch on, if not maybe in future episodes. But former Green Party leader, uh, Annamie Paul, um, the former leader actually before her was saying that um, she's playing the race card right now as part of the reason why she's um, leaving the uh, the party and stuff, saying oh, that anytime she didn't get her way, she was uh, playing the race card. And that's Jim oh. Harris was the former uh, leader that said that. So I wanted to touch on that because, I don't know, that always sets off red flags for me when people say that kind of stuff. And yeah. also the federal government announced uh, their vaccine mandates uh, this week, as well as the city of Toronto. They actually announced theirs as well, too. So it some people feel like it's heavy-handed, but they feel like they've given people enough time to make their decision as to whether or not they're going to get vaccinated or not. And if they do, whether or not, obviously, if they choose not to, then they may not be able to stay in their job, so to speak. So mm. we might touch on that, but I really want to focus on this uh, ESPN Sage Steel stuff because it's really fascinating to me, this conversation. So she basically criticized Barack Obama's father. She ad- admitted that she didn't want to get vaccinated and she felt forced to do it. Now, she works for ESPN, which is owned by Disney. So mm. she's working for a huge corporation. She's been there for like 15 years as well. So she actually got suspended from ESPN from the comments that she sent on the podcast, but no one's really sure what the reason is for why ESPN suspended her. So I'm going to ask you guys and people in the radio land as well to put on your uh, CEO cap, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. if you were in charge and you heard her say these things, would you suspend a, would you think it's controversial for what she said? Because a lot of people online were arguing about whether what she said was controversial or not. And then Mm -hmm. B, would you suspend her for what she said? So we'll go through it, and um, I'll get your guys' opinions on it. So Sage okay. Steele, basically, just for a little background information about her, she's biracial, she's African-American, and she's Irish-Italian as mm-hmm. well. But also to let you know about her, she didn't support Colin Kaepernick's protest. She, 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 <laughs> I'm just... I like the way you... Give me some context. Just give me some yeah. context. Well, this is the thing. She's, she's been a habitual line stepper for quite some time here. So I didn't know she had mm-hmm. said all these things in the past. I only heard about this recent stuff that she talked about on the podcast, but she didn't believe in Colin Kaepernick's protest. She didn't think he was blackballed from the NFL. She thinks he's not playing because he wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. She thinks Candace Owens is great. Someone described her as the Candace Owens of ESPN, and she said, I respect the hell out of Candace Owens. (laughs) So I don't know what that tells you about her as well. So... Um, we're gonna... Just for context, man. Just for a little, just for a little context. Right. So we're going to touch on the three things, the the controversial things that she said in this podcast. She was speaking with uh, Jay Cutler on uh-huh. this podcast. Now, the first thing that she said that was controversial, and we're going to play the clip of it now for people to hear it, um, is her talking about Disney and ESPN's vaccine mandate. And basically, this is what she had to say. I, I think to mandate, I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But to mandate it is um, sick. Mm-hmm. And it's scary yeah. to me in many ways, um, but I have a job, yeah. a job that I love, and frankly, a job that I, that I need. But again, I love it. Yeah. I just, um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like- yes. Okay, so what you just heard her basically saying is that she's telling Cutler basically she didn't want to do it. She said, "I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it." She said, uh, "The company." had its mandate we had to do it by september 30th she says i respect everyone's decision i really do but to mandate it is sick and it's scary to me i think that's the part where 
she's kind of criticizing the company by saying it's sick and it's scary to me. That's the way I see it, at least. And she's saying this in public as well. And mm-hmm. she's, but she also said, you know, I have this job and I love this job. And frankly, I need this job. So that's why she got it, the vaccination. Mm-hmm. So before mm-hmm. we get into the race stuff mm-hmm. and the um, Me Too stuff that she mentioned as well, do you, if you were the CEO of Disney ESPN, would you have a problem with her saying this publicly? Oof. You have a vaccine Me- mandate. All your employees have to be vaccinated by September 30th. So she was like, either I get it done or I'm going to lose my job. But again, she said she finds it to be sick and scary. It's uh, sick and scary uh, to me that they mandate it. Yeah, you can start first, Solitaire. Uh, yeah, I would definitely be offended, especially. And, and again, this is me looking at uh, it in a circumstance where she never came to me first we if we've never had a conversation and she goes publicly on the record in some you know tv interview or whatever i don't care what it is a podcast anywhere that she is publicly making this opinion opinion be known and hasn't spoken to me i would absolutely be offended by that and Mm. i think that especially especially using those you know you know describing it as sick and scary like the 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 insinuation is in in there You know, it's uh, it is uh, that's a heavy insinuation to make for some and then to go and say, well, I I have a job and kind of making you turning yourself for somebody who exalts, you know, Candace Owen. She's uh, she's pretty beholden to this job that she loves. And she's so, you know, scared that she took the vaccine because she needs her job. Like, you know, so anyway, I I, I didn't know this woman before and I don't want to know her after this segment. (laughs) Okay, so do you you find what she said there, Nina, controversial? And if you were the CEO of Disney ESPN, would this be something that you would suspend her over? Yeah, because she's basically saying that the company is sick mm-hmm. and right. and scary to her. But then she's just like pulling the whole, oh, but I love my job. I want to keep Yeah, because you really actually do need it. And if you get fired, where are you going to go? But mm-hmm. also, yeah, like it just, ugh, it just so dumb to me because, bro, we had vaccine requirements before this for a ton of other diseases. Right. So, like, I just mm-hmm. don't get it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Right. So to her calling the mandate sick and scary just doesn't make sense to you, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on, because we don't have a lot of time. Actually, there's a lot to cover with this because she said a lot in this podcast, but she (laughs) wound up going on to speaking about race. Now, she is biracial and um, she was telling the story on the podcast about how she got like, you know, ripped on TV. Basically, she got insulted on TV because she insists on identifying as biracial. She was talking about a time when she was filling out a census form. And um, or they were asking if you're filling out a census form and you have to choose between black or white. And she's like, I want to pick both. And she's like, it's a huge blessing. It's the best of both worlds. But they're like, no, you got to pick one or the other. And they say, well, Barack Obama is biracial and he picks black. And then she says this about that, about Barack Obama. Uh, When you fill out your census, I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was. But if they make you choose a race. Yeah. She's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. He goes, well, what about Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial. I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, Mm -hmm. you do you. I'm going to do me. So there you go. I'll just just reiterate it again real quick. So she says, Barack Obama chose to be black. He's biracial. Congratulations. That's his thing. I find it fascinating considering his black dad is nowhere to be found. This is the part that I think a lot of people latched onto. His black dad is nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. 
but okay, you do you, I'm gonna do me. And I'll, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna start with this because before I ask you guys this, because I don't even think ESPN. And uh, I don't think they actually suspended her for saying this at all. I don't think they care about offending black people per se, but black people were offended by this because she's basically throwing almost like she's throwing black dads under the bus by saying that she didn't have to take it that far. She could have just said, you know what, if Barack Obama wants to check that, that's fine with him. That's good for him. Me personally, I would prefer one or the other. So but she had to take it that step further, which she's Mm -hmm. known to do or whatever. So when you see her saying something like that, what red flags does it raise for you? And do you hear any dog whistles in that as well, too? Because conservatives love her because she says this kind of stuff like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she like, yeah, okay, first of all, that what she said there is very it's stereotypical. And like, like, would that be considered like a microaggression of racism or just straight up racism? But like it is it's 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 not right what she said. And on top of that, number two, end of the day, hate to break it to you, but the rest of the world is looking at you as if you are black. They're not taking into consideration your white part. Once you are half black, you are treated as a black person is treated in this world. So like I think she just she she's just like she plays up the white part because she doesn't want to accept that. And it's just it's just like what she said is just <laughs> stupid. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make no sense. Solitaire, what is, what are your thoughts on it? Because um, there's that biracial part of it too. I don't think it's something that necessarily we should be offended about, but it says something mm-hmm. to me. But just what are your thoughts on it overall? You know, hearing her speak in the manner in which she speaks and the words she chooses, as they say, as the saying goes, words matter. You know, the words that she's choosing, and when you take, when you're talking about the first black president, and you're saying, yeah, you know what, you do you, like. Instantly, my shoulders are up and I'm like, I don't really care because you're not only you're not trying to you're not trying to present your perspective. You're trying to downplay the president, you know, this, you know, the former president or actually no, whatever they I, think, I guess they still call him President uh, mm-hmm. Obama. But, you know, like and, you know, obviously the remark about black fathers, like, of course, the, of course, those are dog whistles. Of course, she's going to go for the tropes and, uh, you know, that that people use to disparage black communities and the absentee black father. And, you know, it's it's pathetic to me. And it just shows who she is and what her intentions are. There's difference between somebody who's intellectually just saying, you know, uh, Barack chose to be, you know, to, to, ch- to identify with his, with identify with his black side. And I respect that because in America, historically with the one drop rule, you're considered black. And, mm-hmm. you know, he definitely, you know, as far as visually is, he look, he is a black man. So obviously it makes sense for him to identify as black, but in my life, like, you know, Tiger did it, but he just did it in a, an obnoxious kind of way. But you could still have that perspective where like, listen, I, I was raised by both sides of my family, but the way that she's presenting it yeah. is obnoxious and she's obviously coloring it by trying to, di- you know, you know, basically disrespect the, the whole perspective of, of black people and how we identify. So, uh, like I said, I, I didn't know who she was before this and I yeah. really, really want to forget her after this. So <laughs> does any, does it say anything to you though? Like does the fact that she insists on, saying she's biracial, like she doesn't want to say she's black, obviously. I almost think because she says, I only want to say biracial, it's like she definitely doesn't want to say she's black. That's kind of the yeah. way I, well, I kind of take it. That's I don't... exactly how I see it, because I, I, I think that's that's what I was trying to say. Like, I think she's just trying to dilute her 
blackness and just mm. say she's only white. Like to, for whatever reason, she just doesn't like being black. Is what mm. I'm getting. You get from the impression. That's the impression you get. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like she's she's. Yeah, she doesn't like being black. It is her right to say that she wants to choose biracial, but again, if she insists on saying it's biracial or it's nothing, that to me really says then you really don't want to actually say you're black, even though anybody, like you said, Nina, if you look at her, and mm-hmm. I, anybody out there, if you've never seen Sage Steele before, you can Google her right now and see what she looks like. No one would look at her, and you you might maybe think biracial, but you're definitely thinking black, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And that's or and that's, Latinx, sorry, you know what I mean? Potentially, yeah, exactly. And the, just the it just in in general, the whole thing she said about the fatherhood stuff—that's immediately the red flag to me. Where it's like you don't want to be black. Like, right. how are you sitting here discrediting your literal ancestors and people in this community who, like, you're playing up a stereotype that you know is stereotyped in the community and is harped on, and it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. I really mm-hmm. feel like that's a dog whistle that she was putting out to that crowd oh, that, that um, you know, absolutely. that she speaks to or whatever. So, again, yeah. now, overall for this statement, you're the CEO of Disney, ESPN, or whatever. You hear her mm-hmm. say this stuff about Barack Obama. A, is it controversial, and is it enough for you to suspend her over it? Mm. Me? Yeah. Uh, yes, we got to have a conversation. Like I said, I, you know, and this is from – this is – according to my understanding of the situation being that she's spoken publicly about it, made those comments, and we never had a conversation, either maybe not directly with myself, but with staff, where it's like she expressed her concerns and, you know, whatever, whatever the discussion ensued. But if there was no discussion, yes, uh, cease operations <laughs> right now, come to my office, let's get the people together and have a conversation, because you can't be out there making me, making it look like we're just sick and uh, and you're and we're scared, we're intimidating you into taking this vaccine because you need your job. You know what I mean? Like right. playing the victim to me and what she's doing, going around. Like you know, we all know anybody who's in media. Like we know the game. You're getting paid to be on that program. Like there's money involved. You know, so it is what it is. And I'm just I'm really uh, I don't like. You know, it's kind of like I guess I'm in my bubble. So I'm, I've never heard anything. Literally reading about this story is the first I've heard right. of this woman, and I'm just like. Yeah, of course she likes Candace Owen. Like, you know, she's basically following the same mold. And I, and I just don't like when people color with attitude and these kind of like, you know, these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like... Uh, Anti-blackness? Anti-blackness, but also like, uh, like when you downplay or you, you're, you know, you, you're dismissive of, of, you know, like, the, I guess just the way she's referred to Barack Obama really just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, do right. you, boo? Like... This is not no high school like drama things. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like the man is a first black president. Anyway, I yeah. can harp on about that for a long time. So what about you, Nina? Do you think it's controversial enough to warrant being suspended over? And the reason why I do ask this of you guys because when we get to the statement that ESPN put out, they were pretty vague in terms of the reasons why they suspended her. They even put out a story or a statement saying <laughs> that she tested positive for COVID nineteen just after um, she took the vaccine. So she's you know, on suspension for that as well. But the timing of the suspension with what she said on this podcast as well, a lot of people are saying one of these things is the reason for why she got suspended. So the whole Barack Obama thing, Nina, do you think it's enough to warrant getting suspended over or if it's controversial at all? Yeah, because I think I think if she had just left it at, okay, yeah, he chose to identify as this cool, but I don't choose that fine but it's the fact that she brought up the whole father thing which is insulting where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah like now you're just now you're actually insulting like 
our audience, like the, mm-hmm. the, the company's audience too, you know? Right. And I, I, again, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think the company really, that's the real reason why they, they suspended her. But yes, if that was, if that was the only thing that was said and I was in that position, then yeah, for sure. I would do that. Okay. So, oh, so the last thing that she said that was pretty controversial had to do with female journalists. And basically this is where the whole me too, um, sexism, mm-hmm. misogyny thing comes in because she basically said that women, have to be have to own some responsibility for how they dress if they're going to get comments or maybe even a little harassment i guess coming at them from people in the public because you're in the public and how you dress affects how people react to you this is this is really crazy i think this is the thing that got her in trouble the most to be honest with you so this Mm -hmm. is what she had to say i do think as women we need to be responsible as well it isn't just on players and athletes Mm -hmm. and coaches to act a certain way I mean, I've had talks with young women who like would come in and they'd intern um, with with me, with our channel or just other women who reach out to me now. And I've said to a couple of them, they're like, well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this? And I and I've said, listen, I would love to. But the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. So when you dress like that, I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, but you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on, too. Okay. So there you go. All right. So I'll just kind of hit the the main points on this again. You know, mm-hmm. I think women need to be responsible as well. She's saying it's not just players and athletes and coaches that have to act a certain way. And she, you know, she went on to say that talking to young girls, if you dress a certain way, she's not going to help you. And you have to own some responsibility for how, like, you know what you're doing when you put on that outfit, basically. <laughs> Like, I can't believe that she said this. And I think this is the part that I think got her in the most trouble. So, again, you guys are the CEOs of the company. You hear her say this kind of stuff. Controversial enough to suspend her. What are your thoughts? Oh, can I go first for this? Go ahead. Of course, Mina. Okay. So, I think that uh, looking at her picture here, you can see that she is very, very skinny. Okay. Like, (laughs) oh, Nina. Listen to where I'm going with this. Okay. It's because it's true. And I've experienced this myself. There's women who have certain things like on their body, and women who don't can wear the exact same outfit. And the women who have these certain things are the ones who are going to get in trouble. But it's not our fault. Like, Mm. and I've, it's happened to me on so many times, like at other jobs I've worked at where I'm like, bro, the girl over there is wearing the exact same thing, but I'm Mm. getting in trouble for it. And it's, it's actually not fair. And like, at the same time too, I think what she's saying about the coaches and the athletes, like not having to basically have any responsibility when it comes to the way that they're approaching these girls is Mm. a little ridiculous because how about we put the onus on both parties here? The girl Mm. should not come in let's say flirting who cares about how they're dressing first of all because half the time the station is dressing them too yeah she didn't say anything about flirting just how they're dressed and basically saying that you know what you're doing when you put on that outfit so to speak and that has no onus on what she like like that's not anything that's their fault again because like i said people are built differently and this is no disrespect to people who are thinner or who don't have certain things like you know what i mean but it's Mm. it's honestly a true fact like me and my friends have had this discussion so many times because some of us have experienced it and some of us are like oh i've worn that and none of this has ever happened to me and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah because like well, you know how does it what, <laughs> do, what, do, what do you think when she says that she doesn't want to help a younger girl like an intern or something when they ask her to look at their demo or whatever and she'll say to them well based on how you present yourself i don't want to get involved with you like what does that say to you about her as well uh that she's <laughs> a very judgmental person oh. and that and that 
on top of that, she just, she doesn't give people a chance. And at the end of the day, I think these girls have a blessing in not getting her to listen to their demo. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think, yeah, I just, she just, she's, she doesn't understand it. She doesn't understand it because she has not experienced it. Right. What, yeah. Okay. So what do you have to say about it, Solitaire? Wow. That's you know, it's so. <laughs> you guys can't, can't see what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it because it's right. true. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, Nina. One, I, uh, 100% not, obviously I can't identify with it. I, I'm a man, but I mean, I agree exactly with what you're saying. I think that um, at the, the culture needs to shift from what women are wearing to how they are treated for what they're contributing and not what they're wearing. Cause I've seen, I've witnessed, you know, women who are, larger or women who are you know more full figured just you know they're they just draw more attention because of you know that's whatever people you know certain people like or right. you know what i mean so if the but the fact again it's not what you say it's how you say it and that's how you frame it and the fact that she's going to look at a young woman who is dressed a certain way maybe the, she comes from a situation where that's kind of the way that she's raised. Cause there are people who are still raised in that kind of, with that kind of mentality of, you know, you have to use your, you know, use your assets to get ahead in an industry, but rather than coach them, you would shun them right. and say, you don't want to be associated. You Take know, them listen, under your wing. Read the writing on the wall. Like she's a waste person the way <laughs> that she's gone. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And it's evident in the way that she speaks about these things. She's not trying to, she's not trying to enhance the culture. She's not trying to shift. She's taking a side. She's not trying to help women. And she's disrespecting people who have or, or come from a different perspective. And, and she, you know what I mean? Like she's, I, there's no other way to describe it in this situation than she's, she's being, she's acting waste. Okay. She's moving waste. We're almost out of time, but for her to say something like that as well, too, in terms of saying the women need to take ownership for what they say the res- or what they wear, they're responsible for that as well, too, because they know what they're doing when they put that outfit on. Some people are saying, yo, you're just rehashing rape apologist narratives again basically do you agree with that yes yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent. okay exactly. what she said is exactly that you too solitaire because some people again i see people arguing about this on online all the time people saying agreeing with her saying what she said is not that controversial and she well, shouldn't listen, be suspended I mean, over any of the stuff that she just said again if you isolate the comment of what she's saying like you know you know what you're doing when you put that outfit on that is a unisex thing. Like I know if I'm going to an interview and I'm trying to get a job on Bay Street, if I show up with a hoodie and jeans, they're not going to give me the job, period. But so I don't it, think a woman but, should ever deserve to get any sort of comments or harassment in any way based on however they choose yeah, to dress. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that. but I'm saying that's the point. You you dress according to, you know, the, the circumstances and it shouldn't tr- it shouldn't determine how people treat you based just on how, how solely on how you look it's like are you dressed appropriately for the situation you know what i'm right. saying so it's 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 just it's not that comment that i think it's controversial i think it's in context of everything else because everybody obviously you're responsible for what you're wearing if i go and i'm wearing like you know bottomless chaps you know what i mean like right. people are gonna be looking at me weird and it's it's my choice uh, if I decide to wear it for whatever reason. But I mean, that, that goes to, you know, anyway. Okay. So ESPN suspended her. We, again, we're not sure really what the reason was for why they chose to suspend her because their statement was pretty vague, just basically saying we embrace different points of view. Dialogue and discussion is what makes this place great. We expect those points of view to be expressed respectfully in a manner that's consistent with our values. Now, they're not really mm-hmm. saying what the values are. Is it that I don't think it's the Barack Obama thing? I really mm-hmm. think actually her criticizing the company about 
the vaccine mandates and then the stuff she's saying about women because a lot of women were offended by mm. this, you know, you know what you're wearing comment that she made. I think those were the things that kind of pushed them into having to suspend her. Now, here's mm. her apology. We're out of time. We're going over time a bit here, but I just want to get your guys' thoughts on her apology. Where she, This is her apology, and I'm mm. saying apology with air quotes here when I say <laughs> that. So she says, I know my recent comments created controversy for the company, and I apologize. We are in the midst of an extremely challenging time that impacts all of us. It's more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully. Is that an apology? No, that's a no. statement. That's a yeah. She's just she's just explaining what she said and why she thinks it's okay. <laughs> I have one perf- I have one word to sum her up with. Yeah, go for it. What? Waste. <laughs> As in go. waste of waste of time waste of media space and uh yeah waste of brain of brain space okay there's there's so there's so much more that we can go into talking about this but those were the three main controversial things that she said in the podcast and it just created this whole big discussion online and a lot of people were talking about it but that's it for politics as usual Excellent, excellent uh, politics as usual segment, Ready Fox. If you are listening to us on Vibe 105, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take a break right now. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah, bro. I'm so, I hate that feeling when you discover somebody new who's got a platform and just like, I just hearing her voice and the way she talks is like nails on a chalkboard, just like Candace Owen. It's not, you know, there's, is the there's too much color in the commentary that she's she's not trying to she's not trying to build a bridge between two kind of like opposing viewpoints and try to pick pick out what's best about each side's ideology right she's just virtue signaling like yeah you know well let me ask you this now about her since we'll continue it a bit now for our podcast time because um this is a kind of a big overall more picture so to speak talking about this because she has said in the past as well too the most racism she's experienced has been from black people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I want to ask just in the broader picture of, do we so maybe stupid. possibly suffer from group think as black people? Because she's critical of Colin Kaepernick. Um, again, she's seeing how she's been experiencing racism more from black people than from white people and stuff or whatever. And then, you know, mm-hmm. she kind of, whatever recognizes Candace Owens as someone who should be respected or whatever. So, Mm-hmm. When you hear these kind of folks like the Candace Owens and the Jason Whitlocks of the world, they'll say stuff like black people. If you don't agree with the majority of black people, then you're going to be outcast or you're considered this or, the, you know, you'll get called a coon or an Uncle Tom and this or that or whatever. Kanye West said the same thing, too. OK, there that's you what, go. That's so kind of, and that's they'll, kind of his point. Too. And they'll yeah. say it under the guise of we're free thinkers. We think for ourselves. We don't go with mm-hmm. the group think of black people. Is there mm-hmm. any legitimacy, do you think, to that in terms of black people suffering from a group think mentality? Yes, I would say that. Yeah. I think that I, I think there to a certain degree, there are certain, um, I guess you could say, identifiers that you're kind of expected. Like, you know, I mean. There's the obviously the infant most one of the most inf- two of the most infamous ones, uh, watermelon and fried chicken. Like I have black people saying to me, you don't you don't like watermelon? And I'm like, no. In fact, I last time I had watermelon, I puked for 10 minutes. That's and a like, stereotype what? thing, though. But, the, but I mean, it's this is some, uh, what again, this Similar is not extent. white people saying it to me. This is black people saying this to me. And they're <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So are that's they what I'm saying that you're less black because you don't like watermelon. 
Well, no, not about being less black, but it's about that group think about, oh. you know, they just assume that all black people, if you're black, you like watermelon. Oh. If you're black, you like chicken. That, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and that's why I believe there is there is truth to that. But I think also in terms of being a free thinker, again, like just, you know, I don't want to, you know, rehash, keep rehashing that point, but it really is not what you say. It's how you say it. Like, are you really trying to connect with people who believe something that are, is opposed to you and kind of try to pick out, well, I understand what you're saying when you, when you say that, you know, fried chicken is black culture, but also there are many other black experiences and culinary, you know, experiences that are just as valid and you cannot like fried chicken and like uh, whatever fufu as your favorite food and not be considered you know, a different type of black or even like, I'll give you the big, I'll give you the big one, the most controversial one, raisins and potato salad. Have you heard about this controversy? Like, you know, black people are offended at, pe- at white people for putting raisins in potato salad. <laughs> for real? That nasty. It is nasty. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big controversy. I've, I've had raisins and potato salad and I enjoyed it. That's fine for you to enjoy it or but whatever. But that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. But when you, when, if you were, I mean, maybe you haven't seen the, the, the conversation online. And I think, for the most part, I think it's good natured. I don't think it's like to the extent of like, yo, you're going to get your black card revoked. But you see a lot of people saying, you know, and white people, if you come to the, the cookout with raisins in your in your potato salad, you're banned. And I'm like, <laughs> I uh, as a foodie, as somebody who likes fusion and like, especially if it's flavors that I like, I've had raisins and potato salad and I've had kind of like different styles of potato salad. And I think it's dope. Mm. And I don't. And I think that. It's the kind of like the group think that, you know, in some capacity that these guys are referring to, but in stuff that they're saying, like, you know, you know, slavery is a choice. Like, that's not free think. That's just, you know, that's just stupid. What do you say, Nina? Do you think that we kind of maybe sometimes suffer from group think? Just people of color as well, too. Like, we all, if someone disagreed with the guy ran, that ran down like the Muslim family and said, mm-hmm. I don't think it was racism. I just think it was just a deranged person or whatever. And they happen to be a brown person that says that. I think a lot of brown people would turn on that person and be like, yo, yeah. like, what the fuck kind of thing. For sure. hundred percent. But yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's suffer. Like, I get what Solly's saying. Like, what he's saying is kind of, a, I guess, a, a, a similar example to that. But mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say people suffer from group think. Because there are some people who are like like they're of a rate like they're brown or they're black or whatever and like they truly don't really believe racism is as bad as it is because they've never personally experienced it like i have some family members who are even like that and i'm like bro like (laughs) i've experienced more than you like i don't like you know what i mean like i i just think people have different uh different experiences and therefore that changes their whole perception on all of it as a whole so i don't I don't necessarily think it's group think. I just think that majority of us are living in the real world and the rest aren't. Yeah. But well, I get but, but what Solly's saying, his point, yeah, like that that stuff I would say is like yeah, that that is group think, I would I would say. But see the- that's also group think that was forced upon you guys from a stereotype as well. Right. 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 Okay, but see now I think they it's a lazy argument that they make when they do this group think thing. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to something like Colin Kaepernick, because right, right, they'll, right. they'll disagree and say like, oh, I don't agree with this protest. And, you know, he's not being blackballed because of the protest. He's being blackballed because he's not talented enough to be in the NFL, which is a load of right. bullshit right, or whatever. Right, 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 so right. if we all agree that that's a load of bullshit and we know why he's being blackballed and then you have these few 
people like the Candace Owens or the Sage Steels of the world that disagree with it, they'll accuse mm-hmm. us of saying we're, we're groupthink when I'm like, it's not really groupthink. You're just on the wrong side of history about <laughs> this for the most part. Like, I don't understand how you don't see what, he, yeah. what Colin Kaepernick is protesting in terms of police brutality and cops getting away with it and yeah. what you're seeing happening on the news every friggin' day. Like, right, right. so, but for you to say, oh, it's just groupthink because I disagree with you and now you guys are angry at me because I don't see it the way you see it. Fuck you in that groupthink <laughs> bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's. Uh, I think it's a red herring argument, and I think yeah, they they 100%. used they weaponized that groupthink argument for all sorts of bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? God, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely agree. That's with where you. when because, I hear that, I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah. And that's why I was kind of like saying it in at certain levels, and I and again, like with the with the food thing, I think it's just you know that's just more lighthearted social media kind of like. You know, I remember we used to have like in high school, just a, a stupid but similar kind of parallel. We used to have like race wars against the Filipinos in high school, but it, <laughs> but it was, but we were all friends. Like we would all play basketball and hang out together, but we would have these like mock race riots on the front lawn <laughs> just for the fun of it. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like, you just know, for just the to fun. really, let's, yeah, have, a, let's have a race war just for the fun of it. We didn't have necessarily a race war, but like the, the difference was very evident. Like for example, for the spring break the, the march break trip like yeah. all the italians went to punta cana they all were able to go there and afford that trip while the rest of us all the asians blacks and browns went to montreal <laughs> for march break right yeah yeah i remember that too i all remember right. that too anyways we got to get back into radio because um yeah we're going over and we're going over yeah we're having fun though it's fun was it yeah, it was well, well, be fun, it was fun by now. eleven o'clock. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, All right so let's go. start whenever you want, Solitaire. Good hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned into hashtag right here on Vibe 105. We are on every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We are also on social media and we encourage you all to engage with us and follow us at hashtag Vibe 105 and Twitter and Instagram. And now I will pass the media baton on to No Better Nina, who will be discussing this week in music news. Okay, so there wasn't a lot that happened in music news. It was kind there of wasn't? It was kind no. of funny, I, I mean, I found stuff, though. So uh, Kanye West has filed to trademark Donda for a tech line set to include tablets, smartphones, headphones, audio speakers, surround sound systems, and more. Ooh. He will also be apparently creating wireless receivers in the form of jewelry and smart rings Kanye's oh. launch into the tech industry could also include ebooks magazines journals brochures leaflets pamphlets newsletters and newsletters covering music and entertainment news but this shouldn't come as much of a surprise considering he did release the donda stem player at the same time as the album which uh. gave fans the opportunity to take full control of the individual components of a song breaking down the bass drums vocals samples and more making for a one-of-a-kind speaker that's amazing um, yeah, so I want to know if you guys think this is like a if you guys could see this as being a successful business venture for Kanye and if you would invest in any of these products, maybe smart jewelry, for example. Well, um, you go I'll, first, jump, I'll jump right in and say, look at what uh, Beats by Dre did for Dr. Dre. And if I think there's anybody else who can make us as serious a go of it, it's uh, Kanye West. So that 
the headphones and the and like the audio line. I don't know about the rest, the tablets and smartphones. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's probably just talking about more design than actually like innovation in terms of technology. I think he's probably just going to take a framework and you know how they have like like you know there's a bunch of different phones that run a Windows platform kind of thing, but there's yeah. only one iPhone. But anyway, that being said, I'm most excited about what he would do with headphones and speakers. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I think he's that much of a nutcase that he could really make something great out of that. Look what he's done with fashion, man. The Thank man is, you. The man, the man is a genius, man. The man is a genius. I, a musical genius. I don't know. Musical genius. I don't know necessarily about a fashion genius. Per I, I, se. You know, I, I would say artistic genius. And I would give okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not qualified at all by any means to comment on fashion. But, you know, and so most of the fashion, of the fact that he does. No, no, I'm not. I don't study it. Like, I, I listen, I know people who are fashion designers and like who work in that industry. And I don't. I would never disrespect them by trying to inject myself into the conversation. I have my opinion for sure, and I think I have my reasons. But what were you going to say? No, but I was going to say like part of fashion is that it's for the public as well too. I understand that you're seeing like we all have to have an opinion. Like you don't have to be a culinary chef to taste a meal to decide if you like it or not. So if you right, see right, a, you know you. a piece of clothing or whatever, whatever the designer is, it's still for you to decide to say whether or not you think it looks good or not, and that's 100%. your opinion. You may not be as knowledgeable about fashion just because you don't own a fashion house or something, but are they not still making clothes for people to decide whether or not they want to wear it or not? So, but when it comes to, when it comes to Kanye, I would call him a musical genius that he's used that brand in order to sell other things. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if he's necessarily like a fashion genius per se, but he's, Mm -hmm. he's kind of flipped his brand as being a music genius. And obviously he's put out a lot of good music and now he's been able to parlay that the same way Rihanna parlayed her you know, popularity into yeah. doing Fenty and selling makeup and all that stuff. Like yeah. you're interested in the product because of the person who's putting it right. out. Right. 100%. But the 100%. reason why we got interested in them in the first place is because of their music. Mm. That's a good perspective. You kind of flipped it on my, you, you reflect what I was about to say on its ear because personally, I, I should, sorry, I'm popping personally. Uh, I don't like, there's probably maybe like one or two things that I've liked of Kanye West fashion wise. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> so right. I guess by so that he's not standard, a fashion I'd have to say I'm not, he's not to me. He's not, but I mean, I know his shoes his red, Oct- like some of his stuff. I, I like, I like the red October sneakers that he came out with, mm-hmm. but his dad's sneakers, I don't know, you know, there's the, the, the the design stuff. Well, I mean, Nina, you're more of a fashion, you know, style person. type of person. What What do you think about? What are you most I, excited about this? First of all, I'm flattered. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, um, I think that uh, with Kanye's design, like fashion stuff, I don't know. I'm, I've never really been a huge fan of it, to be honest. Um, like some yeah. of his earlier stuff was cool, but then it just kind of got like, like not really my my thing. Yeah. But um, with regards to this whole like uh. Tech dive industry? into the tech world yeah i think that um i think it's a good move i do think that kanye is a genius who will be able to pull this off out of anyone in the industry right now mm-hmm. and i think uh yeah with the smartphones i i i actually i didn't really think of it the way solitaire put it in terms of the software thing which i think could be actually pretty cool um mm-hmm. my thing like the smart jewelry sounds cool but like nah, how big of a ring are we gonna wear or like that sounds that's 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 the rich people stuff that i that i don't relate to like you know like i'm gonna have like a you know when you start selling like iphone cases for like twenty five hundred dollars i'm like okay okay that's that's clearly not for me and like just give me (laughs) just give me the silicone case for 30 bucks just so that my phone doesn't break when i drop it on the ground like you know wireless jewelry for your 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 wireless audio receiver 
that's you know that's beyond me i'm not buying twelve hundred dollars sneakers either so you know but when it comes to the tech stuff and the fact that you brought up dr dre and how well he did with the headphones too i actually think kanye could do very well actually at selling tech stuff especially if he's if he's catering it towards other producers Mm -hmm. out there if he's like selling whatever you guys enjoy Mm -hmm. like plugins or whatever types of uh producer equipment that you guys purchase if he had his own line of tech of that kind of stuff because people still respect him as a music artist like i said so i think he has a whole opportunity there if he wants to explore it i think he'd Mm -hmm. actually do better with that than he would with fashion Mm. that's true i never really thought of uh i never really thought of it that way um anyways we're gonna move on to the next story now so uh there's a new versus battle set to happen wow this week wow yeah or technically the week after but so krs1 versus big daddy kane will be going down at the barclays center in brooklyn and will be in partnership with usa's upcoming horror series chucky because like halloween is coming up though mm-hmm. uh so versus initially shared the news via their instagram with a flyer of two silhouette figures asking fans to guess who they think the next battle would be between now mm-hmm. back in june big daddy kane did say the only rapper he would consider battling was krs1 and he would want it to be in a rap battle format uh-huh. because he shared that he believed they should do some music for the fans as well as a couple rounds of battle rap for the culture man wow I'm here for it wow yeah, is this an even match what do you guys think about this uh yes yes definitely an even match definitely an even match i mean these are battle tested you know legendary iconic like you know in a lot of cases they're literally carrying hip-hop on their back at one point as far as like i was concerned so um wow i'm there for the culture yeah i think it is an even match i originally i felt like krs1 had more songs or hits Mm. or whatever you know weapons in the arsenal so to speak than Mm. big daddy kane so i was kind of feeling it was more in krs1's advantage than it was because the album alone return of the boom bap he can do the whole album if he Mm. if he wants to just mm. for the verses alone, not yeah. to mention by yeah. any means necessary that came out before it, which was also to me a classic. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. I remember Big Daddy Kane more so for singles and hits or whatever, but for a yeah. full album, that's yeah. why I kind of lean more towards KRS One. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think uh, KRS One probably had more incumbent like complete album bangers than than Big Daddy Kane. What was the album where? Uh, where Big da- Prince of Darkness was the album where Big Daddy Kane was considered to like that album he fell off when he started dating Madonna. Remember that? <laughs> I forgot that he made Oh he yeah, 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 yeah. He kind of had that kind of like at that time achieved that that pop star status when he started getting a fil- you know his name started being brought up with Madonna and he came out with that album Prince of Darkness and it was kind of like uh, it had a couple of bangers on it though. Don't get me twisted, but I can talk about this for days. But here's something <laughs> funny. Let's ask Nina. Where were you the first time? you heard your first KRS one album <laughs> I was not I it never happened I never listened to a KRS one album you say you didn't you wouldn't even have heard it from the womb like it wouldn't, you, no. wouldn't even have been a, a a twinkle in your in your parents eye at that point no, <laughs> no. no. you know what I, I don't even know who would win in this I, I think Nina know. you know what Nina I think I'm gonna force you as homework to watch this for the culture you have to watch it for you are you are benefiting from your proximity to hip-hop culture and i as an elder and purveyor of the culture 
uh, impose this on you. Right. Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to do that? And Randy, you know don't fire me. <laughs> I'm just going to make a correction, too, because I'm sure some Big Daddy Kane fans are hearing this now and they're saying I'm crazy. I'm doing some crazy talk because oh, of course, he of course, actually yeah. does have a like long live the Kane. Good album. Yeah, and also it's a Big Daddy thing. Good mm-hmm. album as well, too. Taste of Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Good album. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I just I guess I was more of a Big Daddy Kane fan back in the day than I was. Or a big a KRS one fan, I should say, more yeah. so than a Big Daddy Kane fan. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is actually very evenly matched. And I do like this idea of like rap battle rounds too. That's like, what I was gonna say. Who would you think would win if it's just rap battle rounds? That's Ooh. I can't say it's hard to say. It's they're pretty evenly matched because yeah. they both got punchlines in there, but they both go uh They're both super uh, MCs, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Wow, I am there for that one. I think I might have to make sure I put that on my calendar. All right. All right. On to the next story. Uh, So Lizzo faced quite a bit of backlash recently. Um, During the first show of the Millennium Tour at the Forum in L.A., Lizzo was caught on video backstage fangirling over Chris Brown. So in the video, Lizzo can be heard asking Chris Brown for a picture while telling him that he's her favorite person in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Fans were quick to call her out, though, with one fan exposing her for talking so much crap about men and then obsessing over a man like Chris Brown. Meanwhile, another fan made the point that Chris Brown wouldn't even let Lizzo in the club if she wasn't Lizzo calling the whole situation embarrassing which I mean is kind of true Uh, so I want to know do you guys think Lizzo calling Chris Brown her favorite person in the whole world kind of creates a backlash to who she is as a person like pushing all this you know body positivity men suck being inclusive like because I mean Mm. it is true Chris Brown would not let her in the club if she was Lizzo we (laughs) all know he has a history of uh, being very particular with the type of woman he lets into his events. What what's the type of woman does he let? Honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm not... not black women, not uh, bigger sized women. Oh, like okay. there's so many stories of him like denying, like bringing in certain like friend groups will show up and like the one black girl like no. You can't so go he in. specifically wouldn't want like a body type like Lizzo in his exactly. events. Okay. Hold on, I didn't know was I didn't know that was uh happening with black women too. Yeah, like, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So many stories you, that I've seen and heard of a, where, like, it's like a group of girls who will go to, like, Chris Brown, like, he's hosting at a club or, like, an event, and then they're, like, it's the one black girl that they're like, no, you can't go in. Hmm. I don't believe that, man. I don't believe that. I believe it. I don't believe that's a real story. No, I hundred percent believe it. It's multiple stories. Not and not and not because I, you know, I believe that Chris Brown is not capable of doing that. I just think that he wouldn't do that. Like, I don't think. You know, he specifically singles out black women to not come in. That's probably something to do with the venue. Because I know venues be doing that on the right. low when they ha- when people have parties like that. You'd be surprised, man. It's not some necessarily them, yes. the it's not necessarily the stars themselves. Because the I mean, you get into the like, club doesn't mean you're gonna get into Chris Brown's section. So why would you? No, get- but some of the stories is like Chris Brown is there at the door, and is like no, denying like, people like, from coming. Private in. events, yeah, right. private events, yeah, and it's wow. oh, picking wow. out the one person. But, but maybe maybe he had history with that one girl, and she's just spreading no, rumors about no, it. No. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to take up for Chris Brown. Don't even, let me just back that. Here's I, the. I, I think care. people have a part of the problem with this is not necessarily because of that stuff per se. The way I was taking it was that because of the history that he's had, especially with the whole Rihanna yeah. thing. I think people are still holding that against him. So I mm-hmm. think anybody that is seen out especially a woman that's fanning over fanboying over like chris brown i think that's the reason why people have a problem with it I, and see that's why 
there were some fans who were conflicted and were like, I don't understand why people are bringing up the Rihanna thing when Rihanna herself has forgave Chris Brown. I don't, and, people, I don't understand it myself because of that exact reason. Rihanna has mm-hmm. said she's cool with him now, but I think people still hold it against him. Yeah, I, I think they do for sure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it does, though, kind of go against what she's always like, what Lizzo herself is as a person. Like, I, I you really I, you think you feel that way? Yeah, I do feel that way. Like for myself, I like Chris Brown. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I, I'm saying that I think, yeah, I, I do think it goes against uh, who she is as a person and whatnot, like like and what she kind of represents and pushes towards her fan base. Um, I just think this is like a little backwards to what she does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present to you Exhibit A. Uh, this is the same Lizzo that wore a G-string <laughs> to right. the Lakers game. What right. are you guys talking about? This is exactly who Lizzo is. She is like unapologetically, uh, you know, she's probably somebody who just wears her heart on her sleeves and probably think like talks before she thinks she operates, you know, as a lot of artists do. And I'm not judging her for that. She probably was a big fan of Chris Brown and it is what it is. She has every right to do that. Like maybe we have every right to judge her for it, but she has every right to say that. And I don't think it goes against any of the choices that she's made as an artist. I think it's very on brand for who she is. I'm not surprised at all. I and think, I don't care. I don't think she's, <laughs> I don't think she should feel a way about uh, fans calling her out on this either. Like, I think she should. Just no, of course not. Them. Of course not. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is she has to, uh, she must at this point realize that what she's like, the choices that she makes, it's like either you live your life and you accept the negative negativity that is invariably going to come, or you kind of, in public, you tone it down. You maintain a certain decorum so people can't have that much to, you know, like you take the Beyonce and Hove approach where you cut, you 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 craft your image in a way that, you know, people can't kind of get that kind of candid stuff. But she's chosen to live her life. And I, I rate that. Like, come what may, as long as you can, you know, as long as you can, you know, deal with it and make sure your mental health is good, you know, live, live, live your life. All right, and now to the last story here. Akon was recently stopped by TMZ sharing how he really feels about R. Kelly being found guilty of all charges in New York not too long ago. Oh boy. Akon believes that R. Kelly has a right to redeem himself after realizing he is wrong and has a right to try and do right by those he hurt. He continued on by saying, I believe that God makes no mistakes. People can debate back and forth all day, but if it's happening to him, it's supposed to happen to him for whatever reason. Now that's something he has to have within himself to reevaluate his whole life, his way of being, because to get caught up in a situation like that, whatever happened, it's between God and him. Akon was also able to separate the person from the artist claiming that R. Kelly is one of the best to ever pick up a pen that music has ever seen. And that, that can't be taken away from him. Hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about what he had to say? Also, Chuck D apologized for his comments about R. Kelly. Um, but what do you guys think about what Akon had to say about this um, situation here with R. Kelly? Hmm. Ready? You want to take that one first? Or you, or... I don't disagree with him. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything that's outrageous. I think, again, it's a sensitive topic because it's R. Kelly. But all he's saying is that he has a right to try to redeem himself. He can redeem himself behind bars. He can mm-hmm. he can stay in jail and still become a better person and still be able to... I think he would still have the resources to be able to do right by some of his victims. I don't think he's going to do that because mm-hmm. he's been free and taking advantage of these kids or women for all this time now. And I guess he needs to spend some time in jail first before he can kind of start going on that path of redemption, right? But um, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Akon is saying, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I'm surprised to hear that Chuck D apologized for what he said as well, because I don't think what he said was wrong either. Mm. We'll, we'll get, we'll definitely get to that Chuck D apology, but I, I think what Akon said here is spot on spot on. I think he's absolutely right. I think that, uh, and I think ready Fox, you know, enhanced it perfectly. He has every right to do right by the people that he's wronged, but he can do that from jail. Like, what is he going to do? Like, bring them breakfast if he was out, not in jail? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's ways that he can do it, which is speaking out, uh, you know, apologizing, taking ownership, speaking out against that kind of behavior, you know, acknowledging the hurt. There's ways that he can do that from jail. And I think, you know, that whether or not how that process happens is between him and, you know, yeah. between him and God. What so. do you what do you think, Nina? Do you think Akon's out of pocket? Uh, I get what he's saying. Like, it, like everyone's life is basically written for them before anything really happens to them. But I, mm, I don't know. I believe that. But I, I, I don't know about predestiny. Like written before them. Like, before like them? not like written. Like, like you don't know what's gonna happen next. But it's possible. Like your life is already made for you. You just don't know what's gonna happen next. So, like, I think with this, like, that, that's what I believe. But I think with this, um, basically, like, it's just like, like, I don't know yeah he does have to fix his whole reevaluate his life and etc i guess what he said isn't necessarily wrong in a right. way um yeah. but yeah and just some quick headlines before we jump into time traveling uh so nori admits that having drake on drink drink champs was just a rumor and he's still possibly working on it um boosie got kicked off the legends of the streets tour with gucci and jeezy following a brawl on stage in atlanta on the opening show Whoa. and then a shooting at his after party in baltimore uh dr dre is being accused of having an alleged love child with his mistress killy anderson in his never-ending divorce battle and big tiller has not big tigger has announced the return of rap city on revolt tv that Ooh. is called off the top wow ah, that's pretty good that's, that's cool that's big tigger i love big tigger man yeah. yep and now it is time for everyone's favorite game show, Time Traveling with No Better Nina. You know what beat that is? Time Traveling off the Common Sense album. Okay. Yeah, anyway, it's probably not what Randy's playing, but there you go. Look it up. Time Traveling. All right. Uh, we pick a couple of the top artists from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, ladies and gentlemen, for time traveling with No Better Nina to get her to try. Well, we try to guess if No Better Nina has heard of them or knows their music. And uh, Ready Fox. Okay, so this week we actually have a whole bunch of names. We don't have a lot of time to go through them. So you can pick whichever one you want to pick, Solitaire. And I'll okay. pick whichever one I want to pick as well, too. So we can gamble a bit on this because I'm actually still surprised that you heard of Karis One. And Big Daddy Kane. So I am. So I'm it, pretty, I, I'm actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm I can't surprised. gauge her. I can't figure out who, <laughs> who she can tell. Whatever. So I'm gonna. You know, yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna throw one out here and see because I just want to see where the genre is that <laughs> I think Nina knows or not. So, have you heard of UGK? Or I'm gonna ask you. Do you think Nina's heard of UGK? Yes. Yes, I have heard of UGK. Oh. I don't know what it stands for. That's okay. Underground That's okay. Kings. There you go. Boom. Wow. Okay. I just put two and two together because I thought of the song by Drake. Okay. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I knew that was a, that was an easy. And he one. talks about the one of his. Was songs. it easy? easy? I can't tell with Nina. Anyway. Yeah. No. Go, that was an easy one. Okay. Go okay. solitaire. Okay. I'm gonna give you a hard one. Actually, this is kind of an easy one. Uh, Ready Fox? Do you think that nobody Nina has heard of Raw Digger? 
No. Uh, you guys, you actually told me who Rod Digger was before. That's how I know who it is, but I don't really know who it is. <laughs> so if we never told you about Rod Digger from past shows, clearly that's what you're saying. You yeah. Would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Wow. There you so go. It's kinda like, yeah. All right. So okay. Solitaire, do you think Nina's heard of Duran Duran? Ooh. Yes. Nina? I have actually. They're yeah. like a band, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. I heard of them. Wow. Okay, see, I can't tell with Nina. I really didn't think she would have heard of Duran Duran, but okay, yeah, Solitaire, you yeah. got one there? Okay, I got one. Uh, do you think that Nina has ever heard of of 112? Yes, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Blink-182 when he said 112. 112, yeah, I heard of 112. Okay. okay. I don't think I necessarily listen to them. Okay, They're we- R&B, right? Yeah, Army? of course. You yeah, you would know if you heard their songs. You would know their songs. I you swear mean, they're featured in one of in some of Tory Lanez uh, music from Chicks Tape as well, or they're sampled or something. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think they're on it. We only have time for one more for each of us. Okay. Um, okay. So since we're in the numbers thing, and I'm surprised she's heard. Well, I'm not surprised she's heard of One Twelve, but let me just. This is a stab in the dark. Have you heard of Seven O Two Solitaire? Do you think Nina's heard of Seven O Two? Absolutely not. No, I haven't. Okay, no. there you go. Nineties R and B group. I got most of them today. Okay. Yeah, you got, you're they were ghetto good. famous. Okay, last one, solitaire. Go ahead. La- last but not least, um, have you heard? Do you, uh, do you think Nina's heard of the Isley Brothers? Not a chance. From you guys, yes. <laughs> that was the easy one. I will serve that one up for you, Randy Fox. We discussed. No, why Isley didn't Brothers. you ask me if I knew who Run DMC was? Oh, do you no. not know I who know. Run DMC is? Yeah, of I used to does. watch Run's House, but that's how I knew him was from Run's House. But you don't know any Run DMC songs? I've heard some, but I don't really listen to them. Okay. I listen to his kids. <laughs> I figured she would have known Run DMC. Run DMC is like a household name at this point, like beyond generations. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, there you go. Uh, so that was Time Traveling with Nina, and that is our news, uh, music news segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to right now take a break. If you're listening to us on Vibe 105, stay tuned. Of course, you know the routine. If you're listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah, that Run DMC was a gimme. I knew that one. Wait, you but know. I felt like the Isley Brothers was a gimme too. I figured you would have known. We've t- talked about the Isley Brothers so many times. But she only knows them because we've spoken about them. So, okay, have we? I don't think we've, I don't know if we've spoken about this guy since he's on the list, and we might as well ask you. Nina, have you ever heard of Donnell Jones? No. Okay. No. No. The thing is, with, the, with then I don't know. With if... those things, it's not even about, like, you have to play. I think we have to start doing, like, a. Play the songs because How? she probably knows that. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, studio now we could do that. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, the thing about it is, she might know the songs and not know the artist. Because I know, I'll put it to you this way: for me, like a lot of old school songs, if you were to ask me the names of the groups, like I didn't find out about some of the names of some of these groups until I realized, like you know, I researched them, like you know, after being sampled by, you know, what I mean, like. Some of these hip hop songs. Run DMC doesn't need researching though, but if it wasn't for that reality show, she'd never have heard of them. Yeah, that's true. I would never have heard of him. See, I used to Run's House religion. But she probably would have heard like if you played her a Run DMC song, she would have lived me like yeah. The I most popular song. song that she would know for sure is "Walk This Way." Hmm. I'm thinking of a rock song. Yeah, it is a rock song. The one that's in all, it's in their commercial actually. That's on with Aer- with Aerosmith. Yeah, it's a rock song basically. It's one that is like one of the first rock rap collaborations. I'm telling you, they they are the most influential hip hop group of all time. Yeah, yeah, they I, are. Uh... Like 
hands down, they made hip hop mainstream in a way that nobody has since they came along, like really and truly. And I don't know if they get enough credit for that or if people realize that enough to say, like, if it wasn't for Run DMC, all of this rap shit. Mm. Someone else probably would have started it anyways. But And actually, Run DMC deserves the credit and also... Um, There's a whole obvious... Russell, like, Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin. They are also very much important in terms of the credit deserved kind of thing. Yeah. There's, a, I mean, obviously, when it comes down to the whole culture of it, there was a lot of people behind the scenes that were involved, like the ones who didn't get, end up getting, you know, in the media or, you know what I mean? Like the behind the scenes players that were involved and the artists back in those times. But absolutely, like in terms of shifting the culture, it's undeniable. Rick know? Rubin? Know that name, yep. Nina? Uh, no. What about Russell wow. Simmons? Yeah, Russell Simmons, yeah. But not Rick Rubin. He was on because he was on Run's House. Yeah, because he was on Run's House. Is it? Diggy is is Russell's. It's not Ru- no. Diggy is Run's kid. Diggy Simmons is Run's kid, and oh. so is um. The I thought daughter. she was talking about Puffy and just getting his name wrong. I was like, you mean no, Diddy? No, no, no. He no. had a son, Diggy, oh. and uh, there's another one who was also. And they were featured in. There was this group called Mindless Behavior, and there was this one song yeah. that was like such a smash hit, and Diggy was featured on the song as well. Um, Mind, mindless behavior. The groups of these, the names of these groups back in the day, right? It's crazy. Okay. I, want, I wonder. I wonder what that group was about. Mindless behavior. Okay, <laughs> we we should wrap this up. Yeah, we're on the so, last yeah. segment, and we're so late tonight. So yeah. let's roll. Okay, I'm ready. Start whenever you want. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Vibe 105's own hashtag right here every Sunday. Some said Sunday, Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, and No Better Nina. And right about now, it's time for our Black-owned spotlight, Boss. Our weekly spotlight on Black-owned businesses and outstanding members of the commu- of the Black community. Hit us up with exceptional Black-owned businesses and community members to highlight or for people to support Black-owned. And I would also like to say people of color from the community because I've, I, I received, uh, I think, a, a good critique that, you know, we have to diversify the support that we are, you know, we obviously, as Black and Brown, there's, I think there's, mm-hmm. it's important to start and indigenous encompassing too. and Indigenous as well. Exactly. So we want to encourage more uh, to support more small businesses in communities that are, are that are doing great work. So, but it will still be considered. Uh, we're still going to call it Baus yeah. because you know that's what we represent. That's what I represent as a black man. But this is obviously we want to encourage people of color to succeed in the community. And uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, today's black-owned spotlight goes to Avia Whole Foods. All right. Clap, clap, clap. Now, um, I want to, I need to, listen, it's a a challenging thing because I want to surprise these businesses with these acknowledgements, but then I don't get to confirm the pronunciation. So (laughs) uh, I apologize in advance. And I hope that, you know, you obviously, uh, you know, recognize that we're trying to present you to the community. So I hope it's Avia or Avaya. 
maybe it's Avaya because I'm thinking about Havaya Mighty. Shouts out to the rapper of Havaya Mighty. Uh, side note, she's doing amazing things. But anyway, back to Avaya Whole Foods uh, was established in response to the high cost of food prices and inflation. Um, their vision is to have friends, families, and neighbors team up collectively uh, to create create a sense of community uh, to food purchasing as a solution uh, and making healthy foods affordable. Hmm. Their motto is, no one should be nutritionally left behind due to lack of accessibility to fresh foods. Facts, uh, regardless of one's social background or economical status, creating gaps within the uh, affordability inequality. Now, they are available for pickup. I think we've spoken about, I think uh, uh, the Afro-Caribbean farmers market might have been one of our Black-owned spotlights, but they have been running a market on Sundays uh, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. They are open until the end of October, and this is a location where you can order at the website, first and foremost. Uh, you can go to Avia Whole Foods. I'll spell that out for you. It's A V H. No, it's A V H. A V I A H. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and it's aviawholefoods.com, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. If you go to the website, they've got uh, you know a lot of fresh produce, whether it's West Indian produce or they've got like, you know, freshly squeezed juices and you can go to the website, order it online and then pick it up at the Afro-Caribbean Farmers Market. Uh, the address for that market is 1531 Eglinton Avenue West. But of course, you can go to the website and get all that information uh, from there, ladies and gentlemen. And that is our Black-owned spotlight for this week. Oh, their Instagram is uh, Avaya. Whole Foods as well. That's A V I A H Whole Foods. Nice. How, right. how did you discover them? This is actually uh, a mother of a friend of mine and a community worker from um, stolen from Africa. This is his mother's business. Okay. That I came across, and you know, he he was posting it on his page, and um, yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity for me to get back up to the, uh, the Afro Caribbean farmers market. It's a dope. It's a dope initiative to to go and support uh, small businesses from the community. Wicked. Yeah, man. And uh, now, Ready Fox, uh, take it away uh, so you can update me on what's going on. It's time for hashtag sports. All right. It's getting so good now with uh, NHL season. The preseason has started. The NBA preseason has started as well. The, mm. the baseball playoffs are underway. So there's lots going on for sports. Um, mm. We're going to start with the NHL, actually. So the regular season actually be starting on Tuesday. And the Leafs okay. have had a pretty good preseason um, they were four and one so far. Um, they'll be playing uh, the Senators tonight. Uh, they're playing. Woo! Yes, yes. Otto, uh, Nina's favorite team, the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> this will be the last pre-game, preseason game tonight, and it's starting at seven o'clock. So they've already beat the Canadians twice. They beat Ottawa twice as well in the preseason. And all mm-hmm. the games don't really count, so it doesn't really matter. But it's still good to see, you know, if they're rounding out to good winning. form. You know, yeah, going into the regular and season. And they just choke at the end, so it's what's the point? Ah, uh, don't start. Right. Don't <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot of negative uh, conversation coming from Nina during, <laughs> the, during the hockey season. So Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, the games go for real. The regular season starts on Wednesday. Actually, okay. it starts on Tuesday, I should say. And um, the, the Leafs will be starting on Wednesday. Their first regular season game will be against the Montreal Canadiens. That's mm-hmm. going at 7 o'clock. And then they play the next day right after, Thursday, um, 7 p.m. against the Ottawa Senators. So there you go. Okay. So the Canadians on Wednesday and then the Senators on Thursday. And both of those games start at seven o'clock. 
So baseball playoffs <clears throat> underway now. So the Jays just missed the playoffs. They just by the slimmest of margins. If they had only wow. managed to win just a couple of games here or there, they would have been in the playoffs. And I, I think one of the guys on the team said, never say to me it's early in the season ever again, basically, because we all say that the season is so long for baseball. So if you lose a couple of games early in the season, it doesn't feel like it's that it important. But then but when they it's, all matter. Yeah, at the end of the season now, when you need that one win to get into the playoffs, it makes a huge difference, right? So, right. And the thing with the Jays, too, you have to give them their credit at least that they had three different home bases basically over the course of the season they were playing in florida then they had mm. to play in buffalo and then they finally came back to toronto and mm. they they really turned it on once they came back to toronto so everyone would love to see what this team would do with a full season playing in toronto right mm-hmm. you know so but the thing is that they got to try to get back robbie ray and marcus Simeon. they're both free agents so hopefully they can get signed back with the team but it's going to be a lot of money so hopefully uh they're going to uh, do it. I can feel it. The Jays will pony up that money, hopefully. So playoffs are underway. The Red Sox and the Dodgers won their wild card games. So the division series now are the Dodgers and the Giants, the Braves and the Brewers, and the Tampa Bay Rays against the Boston Red Sox, and the Chicago White Sox against the Houston Astros. So mm. um, I think the Tampa Bay Rays are the favorite to win the whole thing. But even though you guys don't know anything about baseball, <laughs> I'm going to ask you for your predictions. So who do you think will win between the Dodgers and the Giants? Nina. Um, let's go with the oh, I Los like Angeles both. Dodgers, San Francisco Giants. Just so I don't oh, know if the I city thought, matters wow. to you. I just said I, I like both of those cities because I thought the Giants was New York. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go with the Dodgers. You're going with the Dodgers. You're thinking of football. The, there's the New York Giants for football. Yeah, right. That's what so yeah. LA Dodgers, San Francisco Giants. Who do you have? Oh, me? Oh, no, uh, Nina, you're picking... Oh, I already said, yeah, Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. Okay, so who do you pick, Solitaire? I don't like these questions, man. You don't you're, have you're, to you're, overthink you're expo- it. You're, you're exposing my lack of baseball knowledge. Okay, uh, the Giants. You're going with Nina's the Giants, like, just because Nina picked the, the Dodgers? Yes. Okay, yes, so fine. between the Braves and the Brewers, who do you pick? Nina. Me. Uh, Atlanta Braves, and who's the Brewers? Milwaukee. Uh, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you pick, Solitaire? And why do you, what do you have against Milwaukee, Nina? Oh, nothing. Well, first of all, the Bucks. Second of all, uh, just just like what's there. Okay. Like... <laughs> I'm sure there's a good time to be had in Milwaukee, and I'm gonna su- I'm gonna select Milwaukee. Okay, so you're just going against uh, Nina again? Yes, yeah, so I'm just I'm just against Nina right now. I'm just okay. going <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays or the Red Sox? Who do you pick, Nina? Ooh, Red Sox, because Tampa Bay Rays didn't they like get us out of something once? Uh, sure. They're, they've been a tough team, but they're yeah. they're the favorites to win it, though. Yeah, and they won last year, right? I'm not sure about that, per se, but who are you picking? <laughs> she, didn't, didn't she say the Red Sox? Oh, you're picking the Red Sox. Okay, who do you pick, Solitaire? I'm actually going to pick the Red Sox, too, because uh, Tampa is one of those cities in Florida that I, you know, the, that Florida man is from, and I, I don't like Tampa, so I'm I think you guys are horribly wrong on that one, but moving on to the last one now, Chicago <laughs> White Sox or the Houston Astros? Who do you pick? Chicago White Sox, because oh. I picked Red Sox, so White Sox. Okay, and Solitaire, that's great reasoning. I love it. <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to wear white socks with all black, and I always wear all black, so I'm going to pick the Astros. <laughs> okay. What is the point of the Sox name? What does it mean? Does it really mean socks? Yeah, it really does. That Their logo <laughs> is socks, so cool. Okay, so Saturday... <laughs> 
game this, to and it. by the way by the way that was the most scientifically researched uh uh educated guesses on who's gonna win yeah by the way yeah it's great and then that's the thing we know you don't know anything about it but it's just for the fun of I it i do know i i i hey, listen i resent the accusation i do know about it ready <laughs> yeah all right i do okay great so saturday Today, game two between the Braves and the Brewers goes today at 5 o'clock, and then the Dodgers and Giants play tonight at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow, game three between Tampa Bay and Boston goes for 4 o'clock, and game three of between Houston and Chicago White Sox goes at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So there you go for the baseball fans. Excellent. Last but not least, the NBA preseason has begun. I'm so excited. Looking forward to it. it. I've been enjoying seeing the Raptors, these new young kids on the team now. And um, the Raptors actually beat uh, Philadelphia in their first preseason game. And then they lost in the home-and-home series in Philadelphia against uh, Mm. the 76ers on Thursday. And there's still Mm. a lot of drama around the 76ers with Ben Simmons because he hasn't shown up for training camp. He hasn't Mm. shown up for practices. And the team has started to find him as well. So people are wondering if the money that he's losing, because he loses a certain amount of money every time he's not showing up for a game or for a practice Mm. and they can find him, if the mm-hmm. money's going to force him into going back to the team. Again, we don't know what's in his head. Some people are actually blaming his agent, Rich Paul, saying that he needs to switch his agents because they're giving him bad advice. Do you, <laughs> do you think... Like, yo, could... that's your man. That's your man. Well, Talk do you to think... your man. Well, let me ask you. Do you think it could be his agent's fault? Or do you think Ben Simmons is man enough to decide for himself what he wants and he's making his own decisions on this? And do you think that him losing money will eventually make him cave and go back to the 76ers. I'll start with you, Nina. Uh, I think he... I don't know how it works in sports with having an agent, but I think that at the end of the day, you can make your own decision, right? So, like, uh, I think that he is making his own choices. Maybe his agent is telling... By the way, his agent's dating Adele. uh, But maybe his agent is telling him to go, and he's just not going because he's stubborn and doesn't want to go. Do you think he'll cave over the money that he's losing? Uh, He's getting fined... I don't know. I don't think so. How many times has he been fined so far? Just once? I think he's been... They First of all, they didn't pay him his quarter salary. He was supposed to get $8 million on, on October 1st. So they didn't pay him that. And I actually think they hold the money in escrow so that they can just chip away from it for his fines or whatever. And I think he got fined something like, I want to say either $3,000 or $30,000. People out there will probably know the story better. But the fines are just going to keep piling up the longer he chooses to not report to the team. Listen, uh, I let me talk, let me just talk to the people about fines here. Somebody who has received over two thousand dollars in parking <laughs> fines. Parking at fines. some point, at some point, you say, you know what, enough is enough. It's time for me to pay my parking fines and start paying for parking permit parking permits. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, what what I didn't even remember, what is why is he pro- oh because he didn't like he thinks thing, that his yeah. team he felt like the team threw him under the bus. the bus and um he doesn't like the fans as well too. He feels like the Philly fans are really. Uh, vitriolic and he doesn't want to play for that crowd at all anymore and again he told the team he'll play for any other team he just doesn't want to play in philadelphia so we'll see how that goes so the regular season for the nba starts tuesday october 19th um the raptors uh actually play uh, they don't play again until saturday next week saturday against the boston celtics that'll be at seven o'clock and right now, the Raptor, the Raptors, reg, the first regular season game for the Raptors is Wednesday, October twentieth, and that's the home opener against the Washington Wizards. And that's it for sports. Excellent. Thank you very, uh, thank you very much, Reddy Fox. My brain, my brain is scrambled. Thank you very much, Reddy Fox, for <laughs> taking us through that sports update. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it 
uh, it's been a Herculean feat, but we are at the last segment of the show. It's time for a stimulating conversation about relationships and what we should not be doing as men. Uh, it's, time, it's time for No Better Take. Okay, so uh, this week's No Better Take is based off of Moneybag Yo and Ari or Ari. I don't know what you want to call her. Ready? I'm going to say Ari. Any of these people. Uh, Sol, you know them, right? Yeah, yeah, I know Moneybag Yo. I don't think I know Ari, though. I've okay. never oh, heard of I think I, I think I think I do. I think oh, okay, right. You do. Okay. I've never heard of him. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, I was right. But go on. So basically, this topic was discussed on The Real. So Ari got Moneybag Yo 28.8 acres of land for his 30th birthday. Now, they've been dating for a little a decent amount of time, I think. Um, but it was discussed on the talk show, The Real, and one of the hosts said she would feel obligated to stay with a man, even if it wasn't working, if they were to give her this kind of a gift wow. of this 28.8 acres of land. And she was also saying, you know, like, don't do wife things if you're not a wife type of thing. Um, so a lot of people were like, you know, saying that kind of stuff with regards to this. But I want to know, first of all, what's the most extravagant gift you've ever given or received while in a relation? ship and wow and second of all have you personally created a limit on what you should get your significant other compared to what you would get your spouse if you were married hmm. oh man just asking the real light-hearted questions there and you know what's the most expensive gift so are you trying to put man's on the spot if i say i'm thrifty maybe what you've received then maybe say the most expensive gift you've received Oh man, I don't know. I, I'm not. I. I, I okay, then if you're not a gift person, yeah, would you put a limit on the type of gifts you get your girlfriend versus your wife? Is there a difference in the type of gifts you're getting a girlfriend versus a wife? Absolutely. Okay, <sighs> and why? Just because if it's your wife, you're married, you're in the long haul commitment. As opposed to a girlfriend, you're probably still feeling things out. Hopefully, it'll go that direction. You, I'm assuming if you're in a relationship, you want it to go in that direction. But you always do more for your wife than you would do for your girlfriend. I think that's just common sense. Like, you will spend more on your wife than you will on your girlfriend. That I don't see anybody disagreeing with something like that. But, I disagree. Okay, well, tell me why. I disagree because I think the way I look at relationships is if I'm dating you, we are dating for the long haul because we want to get married. So I am going to love you as if we are already in that future. And I'm going to give you the same gifts I would give you if you were my husband. Oh, okay. I, I bought extravagant gifts. I bought PlayStation, Dior belt, right. Valentino. Like I've bought all of that. Don't get me wrong. I was getting in return too, but like, like I'm going to love you the same way I like, because I'm already seeing, like for me, it's like, you're already, we're already working oh. towards that. So what's the point in holding back? Like, I'm just going to give you it now. Right. Kind of thing. What do you say, Solitaire? Do you agree I with act- her? I actually do agree with her. Hmm. I do agree I with don't, her. I, I don't. Think, I don't agree I think, with that. I think uh, if you're in a relationship and it's like you're, you're, you're saying you're exclusive and, you know, the years, the months, the days of the months and the years are going on, you know, saying that you're going to buy your wife a more extravagant gift than your girlfriend, like... I don't, I think it's more a matter of time served rather than, and when I say time served, I, you know, I don't know, people might put that in a negative perspective, but I mean, what I mean is like, what have you experienced in the context of that relationship? Uh, have you hit like certain milestones rather than, you know, you're only my girlfriend, so I'm not going to buy you a trip until we're married. <laughs> I don't you know look at it. I'm not saying it that way per se, but I'm just saying you will, you should be doing more for your wife 
you're progressing towards a marriage thing. Where do you start that whole mentality of we're already kind of married thing? You're not going to start that, what, in the first month that you guys are dating as boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend? Like, there's there's a but, gradual point where you're going to be like, okay, let's get engaged. Let's get married. Once you get to that point, I think you should obviously but go. That, but that, that means that the gifts should change, though? Or that you're t- the title of the re- you're moving into another I've, stage. I don't think that has I don't think that has any to me anyway. But let's hear let's weird. hear some of the comments though. Let's well, see. Well, hold on before with. we go to the comments though. I want to ask you guys this because we kind of skipped over it too. Where the host mm. from that talk show, like the real, she was saying she would feel obligated to stay with the guy mm-hmm. if she got something like this as a gift, like an extravagant gift, especially something like whatever the 28 acres of land or whatever. I mean, how 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 extravagant is that? How much did that cost? Like how extravagant was it? I don't know how much it costs, but people just thought it was a big deal because like now he can use this land to build and profit his own wealth. But like, land is a big deal to buy somebody as a gift. No, what I'm saying was what, I don't know. I, I agree with what Solly's saying in the sense of like, it's not really a matter. Like for me, the way I look at a relationship is like, we are dating because we've already gotten past the stage of getting to know each other. We know each other now and we know that there is a potential of a future and we do want to get married. Um, And so for me, that's why that, that whole thing about like doing more for that person. I understand what you're saying, Ready, in the aspect of, yes, you will go a little step further for a husband versus a boyfriend. But I also yeah. feel like I just give it my all when you are my boyfriend at the end of the day, because I'm again, I'm in a relationship with you because we're going to get married. So for me, that's kind of just how I look at it. Um, But with regards to like staying with somebody because of an extravagant gift they gave me. No, I don't feel like that. You should never feel obligated to stay with someone because they gave you a gift. Exactly. Like you got me that gift because you wanted to do it the same way I got you a gift because I wanted to do it at that moment in time. I'm not going to feel like I have to stay with you because of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think um, it's not about, uh, you know, whatever they say, like uh, your your girlfriend doing wife things or whatever the case is. You know, I don't I don't look at uh, material things and even like a trip, whether or not, you know, it doesn't have to be physical. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, you live in the moment. I don't think. The being married changes anything other than the title. And honestly, I think uh, if you're a couple that doesn't want to have kids, it doesn't even really make sense to have that marriage because to marriage to me symbolizes you're going to take that next step. And with that is naturally going to become more responsibilities. But ultimately, uh, if you're my girlfriend and we love each other, um, there's, there's not really, I'm not going to, I'm not going to distinguish, you know, I would, I would buy this trip, uh, as soon as we get married kind of thing. If mm. I had the, if I had it like that, I'd buy that trip. Man. Okay. We only have a couple yeah. of minutes. So what are some of okay. the yeah. responses? So, uh, first of all, money bag, you stepped into the comments himself and said, oh. love is love. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Done talk. Other people also pointed out, yes, they have money. It's not the same. They exchange lavish gifts because they got it. He spends on her and she spends on him. Also, some people's love language is gifts. Um, so that's, a, and then one last comment here, I'm going to read, uh, I'm a huge advocate for don't act married and don't give boyfriend's husband privileges. However, her cars, bags, jewelry, etc., that he gifted costs more than that 28 acres of land. It's Tennessee, not Bel Air. Y'all are dragging it. It's a gift that he wanted. Who cares what he does with it? Should the relationship not work? She's not giving him back everything he gave her leave this alone. And then, yeah, basically like, and again, like, yeah, if you're getting it in return, I don't see a problem in giving it back either. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's one thing if you're constantly giving and you're actually getting zero in return. But right. like, and and you know? the thing is that that 
that land, I promise you, was not more extravagant than like a Birkin bag. I'm sure it was like maybe like 20 grand, 30 grand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in the context of the money that these guys be spending on, on luxury items, that's not that's nothing. But land is so. something that you can invest in in terms of. But that's the, that's the that's the significance of the gift between them two as right. far as people calling it a lavish gift it's not really a lavish gift that's a that's a dope gift that's an investment in somebody's person and future you know anyway right. end of the day i think it's just important that you speak to your partner's love language whether it's gifts words of affirmation acts of service anyways that's no better thing <laughs> uh, relationship advice from nobody now <laughs> I think that was appropriate. That was a good discussion. I, I, that was an interesting conversation to be had about uh, what people place the value in gift giving during relationships. So ridiculous. But that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. We got to wrap up. We made it through. It's been a long day uh, already. I know. How ironic. Um, but um, <laughs> we are out of time. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. We are off next week. Yes. Correct? Yeah, we're off yeah. next week. Yeah. Rough next week, uh, but we've got a very special announcement for a return show when we come back the following week. But for now, stay safe. Enjoy uh, the remainder of the great weather this fall. And we will see you all again in a couple of weeks right here on Vibe 105. Peace. Hey, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, podcast listeners. I think y'all got a good conversation in between the segments. So I think it's fair that uh, we wrap this up and say we appreciate y'all continue to like and share uh we love the haters just so you know i'm i'm, I'm officially on right now because uh somebody uh, accused me of being gay so we appreciate that you know hold on one second anyways i didn't I, put that in context i was just gonna say that yeah like it, so it's I, not an know, insult to, for guy. someone to I, accuse you oh, of well being obviously gay. it's not obviously we at hashtag understand it's not an insult to be yeah. called gay what i'm saying is yeah. the saying goes they were saying it to disparage if you're you. famous once you they like, say you, you haven't made it in the entertainment industry until someone accuses you of being gay or being a pedophile oh okay which one did so, you get accused of I got accused of being gay. Oh, okay. Okay. Somebody said that I, I have gay I have gay manner gay mannerisms or I, I have I act and what did he say? Hold on, I have to pull it up. Why are we, we need okay. to pull out of the We have time. We have time. We have time. Just last thirty seconds. I just gotta pull up. I got it right here. You wanna right share this says, with the podcast? Says, hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, Hey buddy, when are you coming out the closet? It's a safe place. I listen to your podcast. You behave and carry yourself like a homosexual. It's okay. it's okay. It's safe to come out. You listen to the clips. Because what you said to so, me showed that you didn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so I'm basically ready, Fox. I, I've made it, and uh, don't worry. No I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna become Hollywood. I'm gonna bring y'all with me. But I'm <laughs> I'm officially on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. There's there's only short video clips to see or the audio of the podcast to listen to. How does I think it's, where does I think gay a, come from? Watch the clips. He doesn't listen to the podcast. My man, my mannerisms. I carry my my in the manner I carry myself. Oh whatever. That doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. they, they, I, we're giving this person way too much gas right now. Yeah, too much it's air great, or whatever great. you guys no. need to let yeah but you know go. we're giving them you know you, but we're giving them gas but we've also closed the garage door because what's going to happen is he's going to suffocate and then nobody's going to even acknowledge him. it but or okay no, but it was, it was pretty you know like, what you're a loser why do you yeah. listen if you don't if you don't like us why do you fucking listen you, a lot of people do that dumb shit though you have to understand Brady fox your life like why would you do that 
like you have to understand see nina i mean we say scorpio but i guess we just have a similar mentality it's not necessarily like it's actually fun you're saying you're giving them gas but i mean what, what is he what is, what is this person going to do with this are they going to like post it on and, and get no, famous doing what? His 55 like, followers on his private account but it's fun do, to be able if they do it's... listen to the podcast now they feel more important because we're acknowledging it on oh, the good podcast for them. Whatever, good yeah. for them. That they're they're really enraged. They're like, oh my God, they're in the middle of typing their next DM right now. Yeah. yeah like what is it? It's not, it's, 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 it's giving me funny joy to be able to talk about yeah, it with yeah. Nina and you. And ultimately the podcast listeners don't care. They're not going to search this guy up and start following yeah, him. His, his account is private. No, no, I'm they just saying that from. if he. I'm going to say his the, first and last name. I, I, I want him to, I want him to know that we, we got the message and we're laughing at you. I want him to know that because he's the only one that's going to know. I'm not and, laughing and at you. I want him to know cares. that. What, yeah. I want him to know that you're a pussy. Or her. Or her. Like, no, it's a. It's a guy, 100%. It's a guy. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. We didn't even say happy Thanksgiving to people on the show, even though it's. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Well, you know, it it is a, it is a, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a. We should get, we should just wrap this now. (laughs) Oh, we're so tired. Hey, listen. Scorpio's an Aquarius. Yeah, there you go. We are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We are officially out of gas. So we're just bringing this plane to a crashing halt and uh, we'll talk to y'all in a couple of weeks all right peace